0: Love, Hope, radio. Ready, set, hut, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio
1: home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest
2: working man in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this.
0: Here's Sonny Clark.
2: Alright everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Here on our ninth season of the Couch Potato Sports Show, episode 22. Welcome one, welcome all to the Sunday morning tradition that continues each and every Sunday. Noon or nine, nine during the NFL season, noon any other time. Grandma's going to be hopping in here in about 20 minutes as he gives me the first one to cover all the things local. And locally, guys, you know, I've been here since 2005. We did the moving on up thing down uh, from Arizona over here. And when we moved into Rowlett, it was one of those things where we knew there are a lot of things around us. I mean, historically, there's a lot of things. Obviously, the big one, which everyone goes to see, including me, was the J.F. Kennedy uh, uh, books at the, uh Depository and – uh, where Kennedy was assassinated, right there in Dallas. That's what we're known for. I mean, you think about it, like the Dallas Cowboys and JFK getting uh, assassinated. So, uh, and, and of course, one of the things, like when your first year you're looking for things to do, that's one thing I did by myself, because I'm kind of like, I, I, um, my first wife's dad was a big time j f k guy i mean read everything i literally guy had a bookcase, and I'm talking about a six foot bookcase filled with books about people who have written conspiracies or written facts or he he actually even had the Warren commission's uh report that is it was thick i mean jeez, i mean it was ridiculously thick um the one that they uh published and stuff that having't been said um it, it, but Dallas is known for a lot of different things. The skyline is really cool and everything, but if you remember back in the day, there was a um television program. Um and it was big. It was uh very popular. And it started in 1978, and it was a uh, soap opera, a nighttime soap opera. It kind of opened it up. That having been said, they even had a uh, a, a spinoff called Knott's Landing as well um, off of it. It's called Dallas. That's the one who shot Jr. and... um, That facility is literally, the the town is Parker, but it's out near a town that's called Murphy. And once you hit it and you drive by, it is huge. I mean, the the facility now, it's a tourist thing now. Um, And they had a wrestling event last night over there. And if you follow my Facebook page, you know I went last night and seen Big Papa Pump. Now, he is my favorite wrestler. It's almost embarrassing to say, but he is my favorite wrestler. I mean, I, I don't. that's living, because my all-time favorite was Ravishing Rick Rude. So um, that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. I went to this indie show last night. It was called World Class Revolution. They were at South Fork, uh, Ranch, which is the name of the ranch that Dallas was filmed on. So, or you know, based upon they have. And I went out to this place, and it's amazing. They got buildings, and, and folks, they had gates to get in. It's like it was unbelievable. It had like seven different gates as I was driving, and and the ranch is about three mile, about three miles long and about a mile wide, mile and a half wide. And as I pulled up, I was looking for where you pull in. Go see the wrestling thing that they had. They had a facility on there for for events and things like that. So I went to this world class revolution, um, and they had a lot of big names in this thing. I I went to this and I went to see Big Papa Pump. I I, I will not, you know, I I, I won't pass up on the opportunity to maybe go see him. Although if I didn't feel well, I wouldn't have, but. They had a big, they had a card that was unbelievable. Good old JR was there. Chavo Guerrero Jr. was there. Devon Eriks, Ross and Marshall were there. Lance uh, Hoyt, Trevor Murdoch, I mean, you know a little bit about him if you know. Um, And then they had... The guy can't decide what he wants to call himself. He's now called Boone the Bounty Hunter, but he was uh, Johnny Johnny Wrestling or whatever it was. Um, I forget his name. I'll, I'll it'll come to me. But he was uh, he was a big time wrestler in WWE. Um, I can't for the life of me now. Uh, the old Glacier back in the you know. Back in WCW, he was there, um, and Big Papa Pump, along with MVP, was also there. Uh, So they had a pretty good card with some pretty good names for it being an indie circuit thing. And then they had the Youngins in there, and the Youngins looked pretty good. Um, But what what I found amazing that, you know, I I got the – if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see the entrance – I mean, you guys, if you get the opportunity to go to an indie circuit show, you might want to do it. And the reason why I say that is is because you get the opportunity to get cl- up close and personal with these guys. And, you know, you hear all the stories. I mean, I've heard all the stories, especially about Scott Steiner uh, and what he's all about. And I will tell you this, folks. This guy is the nicest guy you know, he was talking to kids, you know, and everything. It was unbelievable. Um, he was a very he was a very good uh, good guy. You know, you could go up and talk to him. Uh, he showed me a scar um, when he got hurt uh, with a he got a shot in the trachea uh, in Mexico. And he is a big time guy who really supports you know, the, uh, Mexico and the heritage and stuff because they literally saved his life. And he's a very humble – I mean, now, granted, now, back in the day when this guy was running crazy, I can't, I can't attest to that, okay? I just liked him when he was on the mic because he just said some of the stupidest things ever. Um, and I just – I found that humorous more than anything. Uh, but nice guy talking to the fans. I, I sat and I talked with him. Now, folks, you got to understand, this is a meet and greet. I sat there and just spoke with him about five minutes, uh, talked to him, um, and also Chavo Guerrero. Just sat and talked with him for about five minutes. With, and we actually talked about a guy that has been on our show, Ernest the Cat Miller. And we, I, I had a about five-minute conversation with Chavo, uh, Chavo Jr., Chavo Guerrero Jr., about um, – about uh, Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller is my third favorite wrestler. So um, it, it was a good experience. It was a fun experience. I don't like going to the WWE because I do want to hear the announcers. Um, but at Indy, you get the fan involvement. The indie shows, the fan involvement is unbelievable and a lot of fun. And if you get the opportunity to go to an indie show... Do it because sometimes they have some big names. Big Papa Pump was there. That was that was always a, a neat thing. So um, that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We are here. Uh, We're going to be talking about a lot of things here today on the Couch Potato Sports Show, but let me give you a heads up about what's going on here in my locals, right down here in Rowlett in the Dallas area, Uh, mainly Rowlett because our sponsors come from Rowlett because they sponsor Rowlett Eagles varsity football. And, folks, that is getting kicked off early this year, August thirty first game where the Rowlett Eagles will hit the field. I will have the Eagle Eye Bill Serna along with me, and um, and we're going into our sixth season of calling Rowlett Eagles varsity football. And excited about that, uh, some interesting things going on. Uh, we are um, th- this upcoming season will be our seventh season of calling Rowlett Eagles uh, basketball. And I'm excited about Rowlett Eagles basketball because of the fact that I called the games of Jeffrey Carroll, who is now a Los Angeles Laker. Hopefully he'll make the team and um, get the opportunity to play in the NBA instead of the G League. Um, he's not getting a lot of time. He didn't get a lot of time, but he, he's very patient. And that's one thing. If you're going to be playing on the Lakers, (laughs) you're going to have to get, uh, very patient. Um, so watch out for that. He, he could end up on a different team and we will get that set and ready to go. So lots of good stuff going on there as far as the locals. But again, the Rowlett Eagles, um, football season starts off with Boyd. The Rowlett Eagles will be in action on Friday, August 31st, 7 p.m. That game is actually at Boyd in McKinney. So those that want to hear the first game, it's a road game in McKinney. We'll be packing it up and heading up that way uh, for that game as the, the Rowlett Eagles will be taking on the Broncos of McKinney. Then after that, on September 7th, it is... A big time, it's another road game, but I'm going to tell you, it's the Cross the Bridge rivalry, the Rockwell Yellow Jackets at Rockwell High School. This one's going to be good. Uh, Chris Curtis is actually going to join us on the pregame show. He is the athletic director over there, and uh, as far as the media is concerned, great guy, and he's got us already set up and ready to go. Then, the Plano Wildcats will be coming on and taking on the Rowlett Eagles on September 14th. That's going to be a good one. Um, as the last time they met, it was a great game. Then the Eagles on September 20th get into district play, taking on the name of Forest Rangers, who, uh, who were a big-time improving team last year. North Garland and the Raiders on the 28th of September. Then, October 4th, South Garland Colonels, and then the Eagles will be playing at Wiley. This one's a new one because Wiley is new to the district. That game will be played at Wiley on September 12th and then on September 19th. uh, Mark that. It is. Let me me just get this right for you. Um, All right. One of those weeks are the buy. I got to find out which one it is. And uh, something tells me that it is a buy up on the 12th. But I'll get that uh, uh, set up. They got both games, but I'm looking at both uh, uh, junior varsity as well. So I got to figure out which one is the buy. But then October 26th, the Garland Owls. Lakeview Centennial Patriots on November 2nd, and the Eagles finish up with the Saxy Mustangs. That is the lineup for the Rowland Eagles this uh, year. We will be bringing you all those games, including the playoff games after that as well. So good stuff is going to be happening here locally. Get in, get the opportunity to do so. A lot of things that are going on in uh, sports today. Right now, if you are watching uh The golf that's going on right now, yeah, I said it. I'm sorry. I shouldn't watch my mouth out with soap talking about golf. But there's only a few reasons to talk about golf, and one of them are happening, and that's Tiger Woods in contention, folks, for the Open. Uh, He, at one point, was only three shots back, so um, the Tiger – if he's in his black and red, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he's doing. Uh, we'll get an update uh, from Cuervo when he calls in to, to the show. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Serena Williams. Uh, did not get the victory in Wimbledon, and folks, I I sat and I watched it just as much as I watched the other one on uh, the men's side on Sunday morning, although I didn't feel well, and that was one of the reasons why we were not on air. I do give the apology. I just didn't feel well, and when I don't feel well, I'm not getting on air. It's not fun listening to Sonny Clark as it is, but add up on the fact that if I'm not feeling well, that's going to be a big deal there, too, so watch out for uh, that. We're going to talk about that. Lots of things to the NBA some teams that are making some moves obviously the big news San Antonio Toronto will talk about it what you think about that NFL is right in the corner by the way next week folks Cuervo and I will start with the breakdowns of the um, actual divisions the AFC and NFC and we're going to take eight weeks and we're going to go through all the divisions and cover them all. It's going to be a fun, fun time. We, it, it, sometimes we do it where we do the AFC of the uh, North and South, uh, the AFC and NFC North, and then the South. That's how we're going to do it again this year. So um, we're not going to mark that we're not going to do it that way this year. We're only going to do one. We're going to talk about all aspects of each and every team within the division, what they got going on, what we see, what we don't, what they should have worked on to try to improve the team, what they shouldn't have. Sometimes some is too simplistic, but... Cuervo likes to dive into that kind of stuff as well, so we'll be talking about that as well uh, throughout the week. But until then, uh, things within the NFL that we'll be talking about this week are going to be happening. We'll talk about that. Uh, All that's going to come up on this three-hour extravaganza. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that time. Cuervo's going to be joining us here in a couple of minutes. We're going to take our first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, though, to get started. But, uh, folks, keep in mind, as we go on, if you want to get on air, you have to hit the number one button. I don't know if you're just listening or if you want to hop in. We have a couple callers online. Uh, so if you hit the one button, we'll get you in, and we'll talk about uh, anything and everything that you want to talk about. Yes, we are going to talk off a little bit. Um, by the way, there's only a, only a few reasons to talk off. One is Phil Mickelson. And there's actually a story about, though, we're going to talk about that. But really, in reality, the reason why we're going to be talking about it this week is simple. Tiger's in contention, and when Tiger's in contention, it makes it very easy to talk about. This guy brings a dynamic to a game that, that, let's be frank, is really hard to watch sometimes. Unless you're really, if you're that really big-time golfer, sometimes it's hard to get involved with it. That having been said, let's do this, though. Let's hop into our first break, folks, and then we'll go on a long stretch before uh, we get into our second break. We're going to be breaking down a lot of things. You're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show every Sunday. It happens here. We'll do that. Quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs.
0: Ready for the start.
2: We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Costlow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CostLowInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on.
0: Yeah, but is it fresh?
2: And take it for a ride, check out Cost Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Cost Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at CostLowInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on.
0: Yeah, but is it fresh?
2: The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of Your Rowlet Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Rowlet. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates, as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact two one four seven three five eight five one nine, or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. And welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hey guys, you again, folks, you get the opportunity to go catch an indie show, do it, it's really neat. I mean, I, up close and personal, talk to Big Papa Pump, Chavo Guerrero, and a bunch of others, um, you know, it, it was really a cool experience out there. So if you do, if they get in your area, go support them. Now, uh, my only complaint, okay, Sonny did not get a picture with them. And this is the etiquette how much I know about the indie Circuit. Um, but th- they want money to have your picture taken with them. And Big Papa Pump, as much as I love them, Okay. I only paid ten bucks to get in. I'm not gonna give him a twenty dollar bill to get a picture with him. Sorry, I work a little bit too hard for my money, I don't just throw it away. Uh it was still nice to talk with him, but I, I get it. These guys not making the money they used to, especially at Scott Statter, especially at Chavo Guerrero, especially at Trevor Murdoch, especially um uh Josh Matthews was the actual ring announcer as well. Um, you know these guys are not making the money they obviously used to, and so they got to do it. But here's what they did: Big Papa Pump at their intermission that they had got in the ring for twenty bucks. You could go in, get your picture taken inside the ring with Scott Steiner. Now, folks, I did the math because guess what? Only five five pictures equals a hundred bucks for this guy, and he gets that money. By the way, just to let you know, I learned all this. Okay, he gets that money. So. You know, someone takes the money for him, so he's not just sitting there holding wads of uh, wads of twenties, which is exactly what happened, folks. I'm going to tell you, okay? You do the math. They they had 20 guys go up, uh, 20 actually a total of 23 people go up and get their picture taken with this guy at the halftime. All right, so do the math. He made a lot of money in that in that halftime after his uh, after his match. So really interesting, uh, interesting thing there um, as far as that was concerned. But that's how they make their money. I, you know, I, I had a good time out there. I was right there. Actually, my big mouth got Scott Steiner on the on the microphone because he wasn't going to do it. And if you know anything about Scott Steiner, Big Papa Pump, this guy gets on the microphone, that's when the entertainment starts. And he wasn't even going to do it, but I got him on the mic. I talked to him even after the show. Uh, He thought it was funny how I told him to give him the mic, and that's what he did, and he went and grabbed the mic. And I had everybody, you know, after I started the chant, you know, give him the mic, give him the mic, I started it. And then, sure enough, he got on. So it's kind of cool. The indies, you can listen to the fans as well. And the fans' comments and stuff like that can be heard by the wrestlers as well. And they they respond to it and stuff like that. It's just a real kick in the pants. So if you do get the opportunity uh, to go over there and see what's going on as far as that is concerned, do it. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you like wrestling, uh, you will enjoy it. I, I, I don't want to guarantee it, but if you're a wrestling fan, you'll, you'll enjoy it. That having been said, let's go to the leaderboard over at the Open, okay? Uh, the Open is also, also you know, re- referred to as the Open Championship uh, of golf, okay? This one's over in the United, basically the British Open, so, going to the uh, going to the board right now. Uh, Justin Speith is at four over. Hold on, this. There we go. On his round today, Justin Speith was actually doing very well. He's four over today. Okay. Tiger Woods through seventeen is even. He's not going to win it. Okay, but he had an even, even, even. Okay, and on Saturday he shot a blazing five under par. Okay, guys, even today, it, 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 as soon as he gets off the course, and that's when we'll probably get Cuervo in because he's watching this. Okay, so even 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 five hundred blazing Saturday that put him in the position he's going to finish around tenth in that area. Uh, or seventh, somewhere in that area, depending on what happens here um, as this is live. Um, I can't even say the guy that is Shuffley, uh, he's seven under, tied with uh, Moroni, uh, four at seven under, at six under is Chappelle and Kaiser, or Kisner, then uh, Rose McElroy and uh, they are tied at six under, along with uh, Kaiser and Chappelle. So you got four people tied for third in reality, and then Spieth, Woods, and Pepperoli at five under. A good week for Tiger Woods as he is trying to get back into back up on. And playing well. So, let's do this until Cuervo's going to come in. He's probably going to watch that 17th hole. Let's bring in Louie. He's got a show here on Blog Talk Radio. How you doing, Louie?
3: All right, Sonny. Yeah, so How are Tiger's, things going? Uh, yeah, so, Tiger's making some moves again. huh? Well, it's, I, I mean, you know, I do wish him the best of luck, but I do think that his best days, you know, are still behind him, though.
2: Oh, without question. Over top question. And, you know, especially in the golf game, as far yeah. as that's concerned, you've got you to be able to reinvent yourself sometimes. And that's what Tiger yeah. has to do right now. He's got to reinvent who he is and also how he presents himself, um, whether that be, you know, you know, warming up. This is one he probably should have went after uh, to try mm-hmm. to get the victory because this is one of the majors. So uh, showing up at yeah. the majors big – even on a Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, shooting a blazing five under yesterday uh to put him in put him in contention he just couldn't get uh get any more birdies here today uh well enough that that matters that without the bogey followed up on it but take away from that, but it's good to see that he is there because I remember talking about Tiger woods a couple of years back, Louie, and we weren't yes. talking about when when he was our uh If he would break Jack Nichols' uh, record, it's win. And with the crash uh, crash and burn of his personal life, now everybody's talking about this guy never will catch uh, Jack. To me, I don't care. um, But he's really – him – McElroy are about to, and Jordan Spieth, of course, those guys are about the only guys that are relevant. If you get Phil Mickelson to play well, um, he, he he's uh, interesting to talk about as well. But outside of that, mm. I don't have a lot to say about golf. You know, what, what's your take up on golf?
3: Well, my thing is, how do you reinvent yourself at forty three years old? I mean, you know, Tiger's you know not the young phenom he once was. So, how do you reinvent yourself at that age? Um, Professionally.
2: Good sport Sports speaking. Yeah, so um, uh, let's see here. It is working well. We're we're having some problems. Someone's trying to listen to the show. Were you able to hear me, or did you just call in? Do you know, uh, Louis?
3: Well, uh, when you said did, uh, press the extra one, like, oh, that's what I forgot to do. Because, uh, you know, uh, some numbers, some don't actually require you to uh, dial in ones But when I heard it, okay, then I'll dial in. That's how I took it from there.
2: Oh, okay. But you were able to hear me before you called in, correct? What?
3: (laughs) Yes, I was. Were you
2: able to hear me before you called in, or did you just call in?
3: No, I was able to hear you. I always hear you first before I call in.
2: Got it. Very good. All right. So, um, and I don't think anybody else is having problems. I'll see if we get a message from Cuervo again. Cuervo, I know is watching the open. But the the, reinventing yourself, absolutely. It's hard to do at this age, but that's what if you want. I think in today's game, more so than back in the day. Back in the day when I was definitely in it, Freddie right, couple time, you know, Jack mm. Nicholson, uh, all these guys, these guys were consistent. They didn't have to reinvent themselves. But the way the game has changed over the years right now, especially just within the time that, you know, he had that collapse in his personal life compared to now, the, the, just the equipment is better. The game has changed uh, with the placement of the uh, holes and things of that sort, which is Always been tough, uh, but uh, then you add that other element on top of it. I think you do have to change your game, today's game. But what I found very interesting is if you go back before the crash, before his uh, personal started, life demise, you know, people sca- people were scared of this guy. They didn't want to get. I mean, but now they're not scared of him anymore, Louis. No,
3: that's what started in the first place anyway. You know, with the with the crash and whatnot, and that's what um, you know started his downfall.
2: Definitely. So watching watching out for him, uh, you know, he he's going to get better. I think he's going to win a, another major, but it won't be it won't be Tiger Woods winning major after a major after a major. He's going to win no, one no, one no, year and then drop off again. I don't think we're going to see that because that type of intensity, um, his life has changed. I think took away from he's who older. he is now. I'm not I'm not saying what he was doing and everything was the best thing in the world for him per se, but I will say that if you are not able to oh, be the person that you were before and because of whatever happened, and then you're trying to do something different, it changes his whole mental uh, game. Then add the injuries up on top of it with his back and things of that sort. I don't know. We'll see one, maybe two more, but – I don't see, think that we'll see the break of the uh, records or anything like that. So uh, mm-hmm. Cuervo is going to be getting in with us here qu- uh, fairly quickly. We'll be talking Absolutely. a little bit about that because he's a big-time uh, big guy. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Talking about the things that we talk about most obviously, but I wanted to get to basketball because there yes. is a lot of news in basketball and the trades mm-hmm. and the moves and everything else. This is really interesting, so let's hop into it the uh the the whole thing the, uh d de Rosa is going to San Antonio, and right. he takes the strip out. Now they got, they, now. my question is, is what's going to happen with that? How is that going to work? He's moving on. That guy never wanted to go in the first place. So that's, that's interesting part, number right. one. Now, number two, Will Kawhi Leonard, you know, change his attitude and try to make the best of something that he isn't going to like, and something tells me that it's not going to be uh, the best of anything I think we're going to get in a very average Kawhi Leonard uh, out there on the basketball court before he is actually able to move on and do what he wants to do so this year I think we're going to have a quiet year from Kawhi Leonard
3: yeah I think without the I think without uh, Leonard the Spurs are, are are dead I don't see him I don't see him having much of a season I don't even think they're even gonna make the playoffs
2: I I don't even know how I, you know, I don't even, well the Raptors made the playoffs last year they definitely bombed. now in reality if you look at that whole situation Kawhi Leonard does help the but the problem is they traded away the best part of their team and D uh, uh, D uh, D Rosen and that 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 is the problem now if you added him along with D Rosen, it changes the whole the whole picture so but. The, I think that the, the oh, how do you put it? As the world turns story about this is very interesting. Um, and, and I'm talking, is there pettiness coming from the coach? Is it pettiness from the owner? Is it, you know, just, you know, the fact that they're just trying to put it to Kawhi Leonard in reality for him and his antics uh, that led to this trade? That would be my question. So I'll ask you, since you're online, what do you think about that?
3: Well, like I said, um, without Leonard, the Spurs, the Spurs are going to be in a lot of trouble. I think the um, Raptors came out of the better end of the deal here. I mean, so I think I think they're going they're going to be um, advantage.
2: I think so too. I think the Spurs definitely got the better. Never mind the fact that that Kawhi Leonard has had some injury problems in the past. So that's mm-hmm. something very interesting as well. So. Um, watch out for that. I mean, if the, if Leonard could stay out on the court, he could help the Raptors. But again, I think they yeah. they 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 just got rid of the wrong person in order for that to work together. I think it would have been so much better if they kept him. Now, granted, why are they gonna that that trade wasn't gonna happen unless they got that guy. So, right. um, but more more in the fact, you know, twelve months, you know, a whole year. It's going to be time for the Raptors to do something to try to get something for Kawhi, because remember, this is only one year that they're going to have to do this, okay? So, you know, after the season, next season, Kawhi Leonard will be gone. He will opt out of the contract because that's his contract the way it states. So the Raptors get him for one year. So the question will be, will it be enough to sell Kawhi Leonard or will he go and stay? That, that's going to be the big question I think the Raptors made the mistake here because I don't think they can sell Toronto to Kawhi Leonard uh, good enough unless they do something else to try to bring more personnel in there to make them better to make them want to stay.
3: Yeah, but um, yeah, so I mean, he he wanted out, and you know, after he thought he was not being treated fairly by his by his own team, so. Leonard thought it was time to go.
2: Yep. Had to go. Interesting things up. there's more in, uh, NBA news out there. 76ers, they trade homes to the Phoenix suns. So yeah. they get, uh, they get rid of Rashawn Holmes um, uh, for cash. Okay. Now get this guys. They didn't anything for him. Now I'm not saying, listen, I, I looked through this whole thing and the 76ers trade for cash. I, and you need a body. I, I'm sorry, if you're going to get rid of a guy. And Holmes is a good player. Okay. Now, granted, what does he get? What do you get for Holmes? That's the big question. But you've got to get more than cash if you're the 76ers. In my personal opinion, that's some of the news that are coming out there as well. Um, Carmelo being traded. And uh, is all intense person going to be waived as well? You know, obviously Carmelo is falling off of the good graces of a lot of people um, as far as do we want him, do we not. Uh, but the understanding is is uh, simple. They will go ahead and they will waive him, uh, that being they, the Atlanta Hawks, and uh, then Carmelo is going to move on uh, to something else. The question is, where do you think that will be? Do you have a landing spot in my movie when you talk about Carmelo Anthony?
3: Well um, I'm I'm just glad to say one thing that Camaro is not coming back to the Knicks, so I'm glad about that.
0: <laughs>
3: because, you know, he didn't he didn't do much for he didn't do much for us, and so I'm like No I was glad to going rid of him. So now he's the, now he's their problem. I thought it yeah. would work well with the Thunder, you know, he had a he had, you know the, the brief time he was there, he um you know, pulled a team together and just let him go like that. But um so, Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Some other stuff right there uh the Dallas Mavericks have just landed themselves in a state of you know for for my locals here, state of mediocrity because i i have talked about this before i'll talk about it again. Anybody who wants to argue with me, the problem with the Dallas Mavericks is Dirk Nowitzki. all right, simple as that, okay. And it's not because the guy doesn't play well. It's not because the guy doesn't have talent. It's not because the guy is a likable dude. People don't want to play with this guy, and it's been obvious since they won the championship that guys don't want to play with Dirk Nervinsky, but yet the Mavericks go ahead and sign him up for another year. It'll be his 21st. For what reason, I don't know, um, unless he just wants to cush his pocketbook, Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, the fact of the matter is, is that the Dallas Mavericks, you know, granted, are not really in the line for anybody worth a nickel, so they almost have to do this, but when you're got when, when you the Dallas Mavericks, you're going to have to shake something up. You win a championship, and you can't even bring in the guys. It was going to be one guy, then he changed his mind. Now you get him back this year. But that is four years after the fact when him and Dirk Nowitzki could have meshed or could have got some chemistry going. But right now, the Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks – it, it, this is almost an embarrassing move, and what he is saying is, is there is nothing else out there, or no one wants to come to our franchise, and that is right. uh, the simple fact of the matter. Is is, and I've argued several points upon this, but when you got a guy that you can't bring players in because of, you got to cut, you got to let go, and Dirk Nowitzki. Not that he would have went anywhere else, but five million in his pocket to play. Uh, for the Mavericks Why not take 5 million And not only that, you're not going to be putting in the minutes That you were before um, Because you left it all out on the court To win the championship Because Dirk Nowitzki, you can say whatever you want He hasn't been the same since So the folks right here In my local area Are looking at Dirk Nowitzki for another year The, the Dallas uh, Mavericks have got to do Something to make the splash To grab the guy and, unfortunately, they have been unsuccessful since winning the championship. So, that yeah. is a, that, it's an interesting place to be uh, right there. So, watch out for that. Now, Grannon, 40 years old, he only averaged 12 points, five, five, uh, five and a half rebounds in 77 games last year. Okay. So, um, he, he, they're definitely not getting the best of what it is. Um, out of there So look out for that in the locals here Guys because um, that That's going to be a story that will continue On and on and on um, And if they sign him next year you know, I, I, I'm not Going to go to a Dallas Maverick game until this guy is gone, because I want to see exciting basketball. I want to see what the difference is going to be yeah. in order for them to make the move. But you're looking at the you're looking at the West right now. The Dallas they're, they're not they're not even close to uh, competing against the big boys. And granted, that's because no one wants to come here, and that's it's going to be something that's going to go on there. Uh, Marcus Smart four year contract. With the Celtics, big-time move there for the Celtics. Now, if you know anything yes. about Marcus Smart, I do, because he's an Oklahoma State guy, and he stole time from my man Jeffrey Carroll. Take away from that, this guy does have the skills, he has uh, uh, 52 million million, four four-year mm-hmm. uh, signing with them. That helps Boston and up there in your area. That is a team that I mean, if you're if you're a Knickerbocker, you you hate the the Celtics. What do you think about the signing there, Smart?
3: <laughs> with a passion, I hate the I hate the Celtics. You know, and of so, course, uh, Boston. You know, was uh, rather close in getting to the championship last year. So with uh, Smart now signing this contract, I think it's only going to make him stronger, and that's yep. going to that's going to be you know. It's tough to beat in the East. Just my rotten luck.
0: You know, what, you got Philadelphia,
3: can make Philadelphia can make a run to um, maybe Washington. So um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit you know a little bit crowded, but uh, Boston, I think, uh, is going to have the upper hand this year, thanks to Smart. Yeah. Well,
2: with the, with the signing of all the big names, they're all going west. Uh, the Knicks even have the opportunity to play to to see if they can make the, the Eastern Conference championship, or what do the Knicks got to do? I mean, you're, you're there every day. You're listening to what people are talking about. What do you think the Knicks got to do over there in a mediocre East at best in the Eastern Conference? What do you think they got to do?
3: It is a mediocre East. Well, one thing for sure, uh, Przingis is all banged up, and we had, you know, first thing that to concentrate on is him. Because, you know, up until he got hurt, we were in contention. And then, you know, he just fell apart. And right from there, uh, that was the end of our hopes. So the thing we got to worry about at first is Brazingis and then uh, Hardaway Jr.
0: who also has
3: been accident-prone. So if we can get through uh, those problems, I think maybe we can have a chance to be in uh well, not maybe – Files contention, but at least a decent season, and maybe make the uh, first or second round of the playoffs. But the guys he held it because last year they got all banged up, and that's what sent that's what them down.
2: And then then
3: I I don't even know. I mean, because all
2: the talent is moving west. I mean, you want to talk – I've never seen a conference so up in the air for anybody, more so than what has ended up happening now. Ever? Because oh. we, we're even talking about, what, about five or six years ago, all we were talking about was how powerful the East were. Now they're yeah. not there. And uh, now Fisdale uh, – here's what Todd meant. Uh, he sends me a message. He says uh, he likes Fisdale as the new coach. Um, he's more defensive coach, and that's what they need to get tougher to win. Um yeah losing games at the end of the you know losing games in the fourth quarter is one of the things I think they definitely need to improve in. And defensively, that's what—that's the most important thing. In the fourth quarter, yes, if you got a score to score, obviously win. But if you're going to protect the lead or consistently stay on top, you need defense. And I agree, Fisdale will be able to bring that to them. What do you think about Fisdale and his opportunity to improve the Knicks at least defensively in order to win games late in the game?
3: Yeah, well, I heard about it. And they uh, and they were not too pleased about his. Um coaching the Knicks, but I am willing to give him a fair shot. I mean he may surprise he may surprise you. So we'll just see what he, he happens may. when we get on the court.
0: He
2: may. It, it's all about it's all about the minutes that are played in the game, and if you can get those 48 yeah. you, know, you know, and get, get something from players. And, and what I think they need is I think they need one of the guys that are sitting right there at that mediocre stage. They need, they need two of them to take that step of non-mediocre and not, not to be great, but to be more improved this year to give them the opportunity to win the games. But if they're going to stay the same Knicks, Okay, that then that's what you got going on. That you, you're going to get them around the eighth, ninth, tenth, or eleventh position over in the East. And believe me, it should not be that hard in reality if you got talent to get in the top eight in the East. Okay, because really only two, there's only really two spots, number one and number two, that will probably be taken. That these six spots for the Knicks and they're tainted, they're mediocre. Um, their mediocre uh, uh, lineup to do something to make the playoffs. And then once you make the playoffs, who knows how that will end up happening. So watch out for that one. That's going to be very interesting as well where they're going to go. But, by the way, just to take a step back and talk a little bit about with Kawhi Leonard gone and step back over to the Spurs. And I've talked about it. As far as what I think the problem is in San Antonio, and, I, and I've, mm-hmm. by the way, I've been getting blasted right and left. Two weeks ago, we were on, maybe it was three, where I said, the problem isn't the, the talent, it's Greg Popovich. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, my email messages, What son you don't even know what you're talking about. Hey, if there's anybody that's saying Greg Popovich's praises before, you know, four years ago, what's Sonny Clark? He's my favorite coach. He got the best out of his players, yeah, especially at that time. They were still getting stuff out of Tony Parker. They were still getting it out of Manny Ginobili about five years ago. Okay. Now what's happening is he right. kept those names and he wouldn't get rid of them or he wouldn't make the change or grab up the guys. And this is Greg Popovich doing this. So, I think one of the problems with the Spurs won't be their talent. I think coaching is going to be a big thing for them going into this upcoming season, because if they don't swear that part away – you got to be able to get some of the new names and the new faces that are out there to be able to go ahead and mesh. And I don't know, with the new look Spurs, if Greg Popovich will be able to do that again. Because, obviously, look what he did with with Duncan after the Admiral retired. Look what they did with Manny Ginobili and Parker does he have right. that in him? So I'll ask you that. What do you think about Greg Popovich and his opportunity to take on a new squad in reality, you know, one or two pieces left, um, to make a move in the east against new powerhouses, or the west over in the, against the new powerhouses?
3: Yeah, because, you know, rumors about, you know, what's Popovich going to do, like, when the uh, season against rolling, because I heard he might um, uh, want to step down. So... I'm thinking, where is he going to wind up, um, wind to be? I heard a lot of rumors this week.
2: Yep. Lots of guys out there. I mean, Parker signs a new uh, two-deal with uh, Charlotte, so he that portion's gone. So someone has that's to step in error. there, which is a good thing. Uh, yeah, it, that, it, that's actually good for Popovich in reality. Um, I don't know yes. if they're going to keep Monty Ginobili or anything else like that, um, but the, the new guys that are going to have to go in there, um, like like Murray, he's going to have to do that. Forbes is going to have to do something. Lonnie uh, uh, Walker, that they got out of Miami. These are guys that are going to have to step up, and they're going to have to become the new Spurs, the new ones that continually were always in contention for a championship. But here's my fear about the Spurs. If they make the playoffs, it's going to be in that 7th or 8th spot, because I don't know how they're going to be able to play well enough in order to get one of the top, you know, never mind anything, the top four. But even five and six are almost looking, in, you know, hard to get in there.
3: Yeah. So, because of the stats right now on Popovich, you know, is uh, I think rather really shaky.
2: Yeah. Uh, so um, let's see here. Five minutes and commercials. Okay, so we're going to break into commercials. Cuervo's going to be coming in here in a couple of minutes, so what we're going to do is we're going to break to commercial, um, and when we come back, we're going to talk a lot more about what's happening uh, in the NBA. We'll get into NFL talk because there's a lot of news. I've been purposely waiting for the NFL news to get Cuervo. We're going to do that. We're uh, Hang through the break if you wish, uh, Louie, but we're going to take that quick break. When we come back, we'll bring in the – fine co-host of this program that cuervo along moving into the second hour of the couch potato sports show we'll be right back at Weston general contracting incorporated we're your one stop shop for all your general contracting needs That's 5 Star HVAC Contractors, serving rel 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Bootcamp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At RALAD Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program, it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas or give them a call at 214-888-2848 or visit him on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. We're back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we're getting ready to move into our second hour here on the three-hour extravaganza. That is, that being said, our Sunday morning tradition enters into the 22nd episode in our ninth season here on Blog Talk Radio. That having been said is the name of the show, let's bring him on in, he is the fine co for this program, and the better half out of it all, and he is here, it's Cuervo, good morning my friend, how you doing over in California, the big
1: cow? Good morning Sonny, I'm good, how are you my friend?
2: I'm doing good. Uh, you finally, you actually did something by mistake. Here is you actually proved that you are actually a closet golf guy. Uh, in reality, he was watching not because of Tiger. This guy watches every week. That's the reason why he's late too, it's because it only takes so long to get a high and tight. You know he's out there watching the golf channel, and here is Cuervo, fashionably late watching Tiger Woods shoot another uh, another even. Hey, even. Even on Thursday, Friday, and Sunday, a blazing five under. If he could have made some putts today, he could have been right there.
1: And he was there for a little while, Sonny, and then he just uh, started fading away. And, and at that point, my heart was broken. And uh, I was like, wait a second. I was like, Sonny hasn't let me know to come on the show yet. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for me yet or not.
0: Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Fashionably late, yes. I was yes, waiting for the, uh, for the thumbs up. I was waiting for the, for the Sonny Clark signal.
2: I should have done that. I didn't realize that. I thought you were waiting until Tiger got done with his round and, uh, and then jumped in. But that having been said, you know this, this Tiger, what we've seen here in this one, again, even, even, five under, even. I mean, if you think about it, you know Tiger sinks a couple of more putts. This guy here. I'm not saying we're going to get the Tiger Woods that we have seen in the past. I mean, I mean that greatness is gone. That greatness went out with with everything right. that he was able to do before he got caught. I mean, before he got uh, uh, found out by his wife, um, and he couldn't continue with. What people would say and what I'm going to say and I'll just, what made him successful, he wasn't allowed to do anymore, um, you know, because he got caught. Uh, so we're seeing a different Tiger. And, you know, this, this is a work in progress, Cuervo. This is, you know, and, and this is something that he had to recreate. The question would be, Cuervo, do you see him? I mean, we're not going to see Tiger. Okay, the tiger, the the red the red shirt black guy that black pants uh, guy that you're afraid of on a Sunday going into the end of the uh, going into the end of a round. But do you think we get one, maybe two more uh, wins with Tiger Woods? Mm. You know, uh, it's in other words, is Jack Nicholas's record uh, safe? Do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I as much as I would have liked to see Tiger, uh, you know, threaten that record, Sonny, I think it's a done deal. I think Jack will, will continue to hold the record. Kind of like the 72 Dolphins, right? Anytime a team is like yes. 13, 14 and 0, it's like the, 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 anyone that's still around from that team, they hold their breath. And uh, it's almost like they cheer on that team to lose. And I, and I think for Jack – I'm not saying that's what he does, but I think secretly in the back of his mind, he may never admit it, but he's kind of thinking in his in his mind, man. I I, I hope uh, I hope I hope he loses the lead. And I, I think today was one of those days that Jack can you know it was holding his breath for a little while, and then he just kind of he kind of exhaled mm-hmm. after uh, you know Tiger double bogeyed the one hole and then uh, bogeyed the next one, so he's kind of like. Exhaled. There you the go. Net, but, yep. uh, I yeah, wonder I, if he's. I
2: think. Do you think? Do you think Jack Nick? I mean, we get the political correct Jack when he's in public. I'm sorry, we do. But do you think he's yeah. got a man cave at home and he's got three screens of golf going on and watching specifically <laughs> for for him? And he, he he and he not only get you know, he he is deaf. I I think I think there is a part in Jack. Where no one's around, he's like, "Yeah, that guy goes down again." I, I do. I believe it. I think. I think there is that. I think there is that golden bear still inside him that will give out a little war every once in a while for his own cause.
1: I, I think there is two. I mean, I don't know if he goes as far <laughs> as setting up three TVs, but <laughs> I, I think, like I said, I, mm-hmm. I, even if it's just the one TV, uh, once it, once he realizes that. You know, t- Tiger Woods lost the lead, and and there's really nobody else right now that's not even close. You know, sniffing sniffing his jock as far as threatening the the, the major championship record. So, um, you know, like I said, I mean, once once Tiger lost the lead, I think I think yeah, I think there was a little bit of uh, cheer coming out in Jack, and you know. I'm sure he looked around to make sure there's no cameras staring at him or anything like
0: that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even his wife. So his wife won't even say, yeah, he said his man caved and hoped that Tiger would lose. He probably knows right. he can do it in front of her. So <laughs>
0: yeah, right. something there. Right.
2: That having been said before, I want to hop into what we were talking about a little bit two weeks ago when I didn't feel well, but it was Wimbledon, and we saw, a, you know, a Serena Williams, you know, play very well, and then unfortunately drop the – so I've got to ask, because I was going to ask, it, did you watch the match with Serena Williams as far as Wimbledon was concerned um, and, and or the the other the other final in the men's side at all? Did you watch
1: it? You know what? As a matter of fact, Sonny, I did. And, 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 and I so thought – I watched just for you, Sonny. How about that? I, I, as uh, your co-host, I watched because I knew this was going to come up and I knew we were going to talk about it, being the avid open tennis fan that you are. So I am. I watched, I watched the match. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to talk down to Serena Williams because it, she's arguably the greatest woman's tennis player to, to ever live. Yes, but what I what I saw though was a Serena Williams that I think still is not fully at 100% where she was before she got pregnant. Um, yep, and it's and it's not even mentally. You know, most of the time we talk about oh well, well they're not back mentally yet. No, 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 no. There, I think she still has some physical setbacks. She's got some conditioning she needs to do. Um, yeah, I think I don't think she's as strong as she was before, and you know what? That's that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as she's right mentally, the physical part will come. So
0: yeah.
1: that I guess that's a warning to the rest of the the women's tennis field. Uh, once Serena is back physically, she's gonna be she's gonna be the same girl that she was before, and she's gonna be unstoppable. Now, how long she's going to be unstoppable again, who knows? Maybe she has a good three-, four-year run, and then you never know. She might decide, you know what, I'm going to retire because I want to, I want to be a mother to my, to my son now. So, I, I mean, I think we could see that situation. We've seen that happen with athletes in all sports. You know, they want to retire, be a family man or woman, and, and you know, at a young age – but that's their that they have the right to do that, so um, I think what I saw though was because if you if you really watch closely, Sonny, and I know you do, yeah
0: um,
1: it was it was either the second or the third set. I can't remember. And and you could just see her hands on her knees and that girl absolutely was gassed. She was, was and gassed. and, and not only that, Claire though, yeah.
2: if you look at if you look at that, not only was she gassed Remember this was the second set now. Okay, she lost the first set six three, ended up losing the second set six three as well. But you you want to talk about gas, yes, you're right. But here's what here's what I've noticed. And and, and and when I say this, I don't want anybody to jump down my throat. Um She had some baby fat still on her. And I think oh. that's definitely was the big thing. And and I say this because Normally, when you look at Serena Williams, okay, this, this woman, first of all, she's a knockout. She's gorgeous. Uh, second, this woman is a rock, okay, and before she got pregnant, having an ounce of fat on this woman, you wasn't even noticeable. You couldn't even tell. She had bigger arms than, than me. I mean, the woman was muscular, and what I'm going to tell all the women, you're on notice, okay, If you want a chance to beat this, girl, you got only just a little bit more time. Because Serena Williams, I think, in reality, is going to go back to the same shape of what she was before the baby was born. All this is conditioning. I mean, yes, it was a year and a half. Now, granted, she didn't start getting back in shape or trying to get ready to play, okay, until, get this, six weeks before Wimbledon, Right. And for a woman who was in the shape that she was in, Cuervo, okay, for her to get back to what she was in six weeks is impossible to ask for. Right now, if you're going to beat Serena Williams, yeah. you are got to do it now because I will tell you, you give her another six weeks, you're not going to beat this woman, Cuervo. Not even close.
1: No. Well, and, and and that's what I'm saying, Sonny, is like, you know, this was the window for, for someone else to uh, uh, make a name for themselves, and that's what happened. But – yeah, i tell you that, you know, you, you enjoy the moment now because, like you said, once she has, like, I don't, I mean, you, again, you're more of a tennis fan than I am. I don't know when the next, uh, big, you know, tournament is going to be, but I would imagine it's probably not far from now, maybe a month or two, but, uh, you know, as long as she's focused on getting back in, in, in tip top shape, um, uh, I mean, you might you might as well just you know you know what actually if if you were a betting man I would try to put some money on it now before the odds go down that Serena's going to win the next major tournament. I would say next, and the, and the only
2: reason why is that I don't but because Coria, I watched it. She, like you said, she was gas, baby. I mean, I and mean, she, she was so gassed um, that I don't think that – but here's the thing and, and what she's got going on, okay, there's not any big one coming up for, for tennis right now in a while, okay. Um, as I was looking at it, I was like, well, I know the next one in reality, my, if you want, if you want to call it. You know the the thing that's fine, but the next one really isn't until uh, I think it's the uh, the um, in Washington uh, the city the city open is going to be is going to be one that is going because all the other ones that are happening they're happening outside the United States and we're not going to see a lot of them. They will be in Atlanta. um, uh, Well, no, they they were in Atlanta before they got over to. right up at after Wimbledon. So the next ones that are going to be coming up are going to be, let me see in here. Yes. Yeah, the U S open. Um, and that mm-hmm. it happens in August on August 27th. So you have Wimbledon and then, but there are many tournaments between Wimbledon and then, that plenty of time they'll uh, go up there. They could go to Australia, which would be a good place for her to go, uh, because yes. the, the um, because of the altitude is, uh, was one of the big things over there uh, to watch out for. But there's like, um, before you get to the U.S. Open, there are th- um, there are three that she could play in. In Canada, right. Rogers Cup, they could play the Western uh, and the Southern Open um, and the Winston Salem. Um, before they get to the U.S. Right. And, I, yeah, I, Cuervo, the next major, what you're talking about, yeah, the U.S. Open, I think she'll – well, that's going to be close. It's gonna, and it's going to be a fun watch too, Cuervo, because normally she would dominate in the two, the two sets that she'd play be done with a 6-3 and maybe yeah. a 6-1 to get by at Cuervo. So I think, you know, I think we'll see a, a competitive U.S. Open, uh, you know, towards the end of August.
1: Correct. Absolutely, but I am telling I'm not you, joke, Sonny, I must
3: leave. I'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, Louie have a good one. Take it easy. So, so uh, um so yeah, that, yeah, like I was saying, though, Sonny, um I I I just think that she's so dominant uh in her sport, respectively that my money is on her winning the US Open next month
2: should be interesting that one's that one is going to be good that one's in new york and we will follow that because just one the fact that i like to follow it but cuervo what i found very interesting as far as wimbledon was concerned and it, it, we talked we talked about it, 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 you know the finals and the men yeah uh dovich and anderson that wasn't what i wanted the number twelve against the number eight—that's not what I wanted, Cuervo. I mean, obviously, uh, so obviously, we were looking for a little bit different, you know, result going there. And so, did you get the opportunity to watch the men's, or did you just watch the women's?
1: Um, well, I'll be honest—I just watched the women's because
2: the two the two
1: men that were in the finals I had zero interest in. I'm sorry, oh, but made me angry. When it- <laughs> And you know, honestly, Sonny, when it comes to the sports that that are, you know, individual like golf and tennis and boxing, mm-hmm.
0: it,
1: it, I'm sorry, but it, it, it it's all about the stars. It's all about the big names. And if you're not it in is. it, then I have no interest. Even if we've gotten one of the two, whether he was Nadal or Federer, it, it wouldn't have mattered. It, it, if it could have been one against one of these. You know, up and coming guys. I don't want to call them no names, but you know, up and coming players. Then I, mean, I probably would have watched some of it until they got, you know, until they blew them out or whatever. But um, the fact that neither one of them made it, I, I'll be honest with you, mean, I had zero interest. I did not watch. Yeah,
2: and, and Kevin Anderson beaten Roger Federer, uh, which, by the way, went to a, a fantastic five set, by the way. Um, obviously not McEnroe-Borg, you know, but still a yeah. very good final. Um, you know, I don't think anything, at least in my opinion, is going to get past McEnroe-Borg. Um, but um, you, you think about it, you know, Anderson made his name – up on Roger Federer, which was number one going into the going in there. The fact that uh, that Nadal got beaten the next round after that—that uh, that really, t- mm-hmm. I think you're right, Cuervo, It took away from not necessarily from my interest, but just interest in general. And and that's where you need Raphael, You need to have those. Uh, Roger Federer. Um, oh, who's the other? The U.S. Guy? uh Guy, I I forget his name. I, I'll get it in a second. But you, you, yeah, I mean, you got you those... got Djokovic,
1: you got Andy Murray. I mean, there there's Murray.
2: Yeah. yeah um. I'm thinking so of someone you... Novak Djokovic. <laughs> jo- How do
1: you yeah, say his name? Jo- Djokovic.
2: Well, I I think it's Djokovic. I don't I, I I don't. When I watch tennis, I turn down the commentators unless it's John McEnroe because no one knows what the hell they're talking about. I'm sorry they don't. I, I listen. <laughs> I, I sat and I watched this thing. and I'm sitting here listening to these people. And over the years, when when McEnroe was exclusive with Wimbledon, now he's just like here and there. He's not on center court every single week, which is what they need. They need Macaro in there. Um, He just has a tendency Mm -hmm. to run people the wrong way, even off of the court, never mind when he was on it. Um, But, you know, those... So I sat and I watched them, and when, when I was listening to commentators, I just turned it off because I started looking away from what I had learned over the years listening to McEnroe, what to watch for. And then before you know it, I'm, I'm out in the left field. So that's why I had to turn it off. Um, but, yeah, I, I, wanted this, I wanted to see Nadal and Federer. That's what I wanted. I wanted the number one, number two, which is very rare. Um, Anymore um, Because you get those surprises There's not really that dominating person um, At number one and number two Where you can expect it You can always kind of expect those uh, Oh how you say it Those upsets and things of that sort So not Yeah so You know I, w- I would have liked to see more So we'll t- I, we're, If we don't watch it We might become tennis connoisseurs on this show Because let's be honest Golf unless, uh, unless um, Tiger Phil Mickelson Jordan Spieth, or that other dude. Um, yeah. Um, uh, McElroy. Slip. Thank you. Roy McElroy. If those guys aren't there's nobody else I want to watch um so we, you have, you might watch out we might become tennis connoisseurs here and what i might do is <laughs> i could get my brother my brother is a big tennis guy matter of fact played a lot of years uh in high school he was he's a big tennis guy so i might be able to get my brother to come in not dennis my other my eldest brother um might get him uh, uh to talk a little bit about tennis and
1: stuff like that that so, would be awesome so
2: yeah, I, I like okay, you Watch out. We'll turn out. So, that having been said, Cuervo, okay, we briefly touched on it uh, in the first hour. But what is happening in the NBA is quite interesting. The Kawhi Leonard saga that is him going to Toronto on a trade. I, you know, I, I looked at this, Cuervo, and I, I missed this on why this happened and why Toronto would make the move for a one-year guy that will not come back to Toronto. And not only that, what they gave up Cuervo in order to get get him, I think they gave up one of those up-and-coming guys. That they're going to look back up on this trade and two years tops, uh, two years later, and they're going to go, we made the biggest mistake we could ever make as a, because now I don't want to, I don't want to put a, you know, D, uh, D Rosen as a, you know, A superstar. I don't want to put him there yet, but this guy had that potential, Cuervo. And not only that, this guy didn't even want to go in the first place. He would have stayed in Canada forever, Cuervo. And now, this is what ended up happening. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna look back upon this trade and go, "We made the big, big mistake."
1: Oh, Toronto will absolutely. I I think that they. I, but I think, you know, I think part of the reason why they did it too is because of the of what they gave up. You know, I mean, compared to what other teams had to give up, uh, they had to give up the Kings' ransom to get them. But in Toronto's case, they really didn't give up a whole lot. Uh, I think that just the thing is, just the fact that Toronto had interest
0: it, or
1: that they actually wanted to get Kawhi Leonard uh, was was kind of interesting in itself because, like you said, I don't see Kawhi being the guy saying, yeah, Toronto's my new home for the next seven, eight years. Like, we all know the deal. He's going to L.A. next year. There's, and yeah. there's nothing anybody could do about it. There's nothing that, unless Toronto... Blows his mind away with with a max contract, which I mean he can get that anywhere, but the, I just don't see why he did, why he did what he did. It, it's it's or why Toronto did what they did. I think I think t- San Antonio really. Uh, they they they. Got, oh, I think they, they, they stole them. him. Period.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, they stole this, got this kid and not only got rid of the head case and, and and a person that was downgrading their medical staff. And I want to tell you, I, you know, out of all this, forget the talent, forget the players, forget all this. The fact that he, in reality, just really took it to and embarrassed their medical staff, Cuervo, I think that's a bigger story than anybody's talking about. And the reason why I say that is, is because – you know, with him bad-mouthing the medical staff, and the you know, guys will hear that. And they'll say, well, why would we go there if they're not going to care about us or take care of us in the right way? And with Kawhi Leonard, I, I think that was a – man, I want to tell you, Cuervo, I think the fact that that he was bad-mouthing the medical staff is a bigger story than what anybody's talking about, Cuervo. I think it is. You say, you said it's a bigger story? I think it's a, I think it's a big story. Not the bigger story. This would be the story outside of the fact that the trade happened. The fact they're not talking about it and the fact I mean, if you go back and look what Kawhi Leonards was saying about the medical staff and what they did, that puts a black mm-hmm. eye on the organization. It really does. Um, and I, the reason why I say that is is because when you listen to what he said, now remember, we're talking about an injury that don't go by just by one year. We go by two years. So what that, that long-term medical care is what he was blasting in reality, Cuervo. And I don't think that's good because players that want to go and play somewhere, forget the fact that's the Lakers. They want to know that they're going to be very well taken care of. Now, will what Leonard say – Convince players not to go because of it, we'll never hear that story. But I'm going to tell you, that's going to be in the back of the mind of some players. Um, as far as their health is concerned, what kind of health are we going to get there? What, you know, Are we going to get the proper medical things that we need to do to get us back on the court and thing? That's going to be always a question now from now on because of what Kawhi Leonard put out there. Because I'll be honest with you, Cuervo, mm-hmm. and I might be missing it. I haven't heard anybody or any player badmouth a medical staff of a of an organization in the National Basketball Association, the NBA. I've never heard it.
1: Have you? Bad mouthing organization
0: the medical well, I mean,
1: the medical side i i I've just never heard it well i mean I don't know if you want to call it bad mouthing but i i mean obviously being the chicago guy, I'm very familiar with the uh with the derek rose situation and and when he tore his a c l the first time um, you know him. Him being medically cleared, but then he decided to not do it. Um, you know, a lot of people remember that one, and, and they right. pretty much, you know, they pretty much uh, were questioning. Really, both sides were getting questioned. They were questioning Derrick Rose on whether he was mentally ready to to do it, uh, but then also, uh, you know, the staff on like, are they are they rushing him? You know, are they are they rushing him back? And you know, is it a good idea for him to come back? So really it was it was both sides and nobody really knew what the actual situation was. So What did you, you think know, it was, I, mean, I think it was more of Derrick Rose. You know, him not being mentally uh ready to come back. and, and I think there was he showed, he showed weakness, honestly. That's what I truly feel.
2: And when I look back on that, and it, it, the whole thing with Derrick Rose, not only that, when you, I, I looked up on the middle. I looked up on the fact that he wasn't the one that was get, uh, getting out on the basketball court. They were begging him. They weren't begging him because they needed him, Cuervo. I'm going to be honest. I mean, they were begging him, and I think they were begging him for his own good. So when I looked at that, that that situation, I put that all on Derrick Rose. Now, I don't know how many other people would have put it on the medical staff, but they were begging him not just because they were in contention for something because they weren't in reality um, – if you if you looked at the talent at the time that it happened, the East was pretty much set, and the Chicago Bulls weren't putting a threat to anybody. Of course, you would like to see him do so, but the simple fact of the matter is is that I don't. I think this was all a Derrick Rose thing, and when I look back on it, I don't look at it as a medical thing. But this deal right here with Kawhi Leonard, the two years and the type of medical that he did receive. I think and the fact that he was really blasting it out the door in reality because Derek Rose, I don't even remember Derek Rose even saying really anything negative towards the medical staff um so that's why I think this is a bigger story up on the side of it forget the fact that he wanted out he wanted to move and, and I honestly I honestly believe he lost faith in, in Popovich is my I think never mind the medical portion, but he was talking a lot about the medical portion of it, and that's what scares me for the Spurs. In reality, for a player to go there, if there's questionable about their health before they get there, like they're injured or they got a problem, they got a tweak here and there, uh, will they get the proper care that they that they expect and or want? And that's the big difference too. So. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 wondering yeah, if you know. Point. I wonder if that'll keep players away from them. I mean, forget you, you've got the problem. And, and by the way, I did get emails that I was insane. By the way, just to let you know that Greg Popovich was the problem and not the players. Um, and so I did get emails on that statement. Well, you know what? Like I didn't know what the hell I was talking about.
1: No, 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 um, no, no, so. no, Sonny, Sonny. That that's an interesting. That's an interesting topic because. I've actually heard, and, and once again, I think people nationally on uh, uh, national uh, radio and stuff like I think they listen to our shows because this is a subject that we've brought up before, right? And this is something that I've heard on the go. national level.
0: Months ago.
1: Months ago, You know, are, do players still, do they do they mind or do they like playing for those disciplinarian-type coaches? Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich, Tom Coughlin. Uh, or even in baseball with a guy like a, uh, you know, like a Lou Pinella, you know, back when he Mm met. Like, those are the types, you know, do players still respond to those type of coaches? And I think it's an interesting conversation because, you know, when you you look at the situation, this is the first time that the San Antonio Spurs have ever had this situation where a guy wants to leave San Antonio. Normally it's the other way around there's guys that want mm-hmm. to come to San Antonio because they know that they're a winner and they want to win championships and they want to be in, in the mix of winning a championship. This guy, on the other hand said, oh, you know what? The medical staff tried to screw me. Uh, and because of that, now I want out. And so, you know, my, I guess my question is, do we really believe that that's the one sole thing and one sole reason as to why Kawhi Leonard wanted out of San Antonio, or is there more to the story? Is there of something there is. where yep. him and him and him and Pop, you know, I don't want to say they weren't getting along, but I think maybe there's there, there's a little bit of a difference in philosophy or disagreements on 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 you know what the future for the team is and, and stuff like that, and so it kind of it kind of just like it breaks the mold of what the San Antonio Spurs represent. You know, a team that people want to play for or, or want to, you know, they want to be, it's a destination that people want to be at. And now this whole Kawhi situation, I'm not saying it tarnishes the San Antonio Spurs, I but I think players are going to start looking at San Antonio a little bit differently, especially with the way they handled the Kawhi situation.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, for example, did they even did they even sit Kawhi down, try to uh, uh, you know uh, work this thing out, you know between it? Like, look, I know you know we we had our differences, blah blah blah, whatever.
0: Um,
1: but let's let's make this thing work. We can still we can still build with you as our core player, as our as the the nucleus of what we can build for the future. Or did they just say, oh, you know what, you want to disrespect our, our medical staff? You know, I'll get the f out of here then. You know, so which one was it? You know, did, was there even an attempt to salvage the relationship between Kawhi Leonard and the San Antonio Spurs? Or did they use the Bill Belichick method and say, you know what? You don't like how I you don't like the rules that I play by? No highway option. Get the hell out of here.
0: So I yeah. mean they're,
1: they're, 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 I mean I I mean I think it's a fair question to ask because I don't think anybody really knows what truly happened and and, and why they decided, you know what, we're just gonna we're just gonna go our separate ways. You, there's always gonna be the you know what you're gonna
2: hear from the players. There's always gonna be what you hear from the organization. There's always gonna be the things that you're gonna hear from the from the media, Cuervo. But there's a lot of things that don't get talked about or you don't realize how much of an influence of something that is happening really has on you until you make a decision. And sometimes that's later, you know, you know, man, I'm glad I did that. Or man, I'm glad I wish it, or not that I'm glad I wish it. it, It's more of, they probably said, man, I wish I didn't do that. There's always that thing that's going to come back that we're not going to know until maybe years down the road when someone writes a book. And that's when I, because when I look at this Kawhi Leonard thing, I mean, everybody was talking to L.A. Cuervo, and and the reason why I didn't think it was going to be that is because how hard they were talking about it. LeBron, there were there were other signs that he was going to go to L.A. and because that's all everybody talking mm-hmm. about, right, Cuervo? But he's got three houses, right. his family member, all that over there. That to me, I, I now. I wanted it to be different, but in the back of my mind, I knew he was going to L.A., um, just more in the fact of what Magic Johnson and what he's trying to do, which is dry, somehow bring back Showtime and somehow get the L.A. Lakers back to being, you know, relevant again. And when
1: you – Real quick on that. Go ahead. Real quick on that, Sonny. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know you had yell on your mind right there. I've got to give you some credit, okay? I'm going to pat you on the back for a quick second. <laughs> because when when we talked about him going to LA, but I felt like maybe the Clippers were a better fit, you know, you pretty much shut me down and said, No, 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 no. Look. This is why he's gonna go to the Lakers. He's gonna go to the Lakers because he's gonna be able to relate to magic more than he would Jerry West. And guess what? Yep. What what was going on at midnight Eastern time, the first day of free agency? Magic was right there at LeBron's door, waiting to talk to him and to work out a uh, a deal with him. So and Jerry
2: West was in bed because it was midnight.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it was past (laughs) eight, and
2: he's eighty, like (laughs) way.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he already had a team crumpets for the night, so he was he was done. but yeah no and that is you know the whole thing the way
2: that it worked out and and now granted I was making at no time did I think LeBron was going to go to Boston main reason of is is what I said that's a personal thing because in business I'm going to tell you right now if LeBron was going to do it because of business of basketball, not the other things, because let's be honest, he is moving on to basketball and other things. If this was three years ago, Cuervo, he was in Boston. If that wasn't a personal situation with what was going on with Kyrie Irving. Okay? If uh-huh. it wasn't. I'm telling you right now, I'm right. and you, We're going to look back on this in five years when this whole story breaks on why that whole thing went down. And we're going to say, Sonny, you are right. And, and I'm telling you right now, I'm right. Because it, really, to be honest, You know, when you look at that whole thing and how the whole thing broke down as far as uh, um, Kyrie Irving had no business. I mean, if Kyrie Irving on business portion of it did not – had no business leaving – in reality, no business leaving Cleveland, Cuervo, none, because business-wise – that is a train that had three more years on it with Kawhi Leonard or with uh, Kyrie Irving on the, on the squad. Three more years of being in the finals and playing for a championship mm-hmm. without question. So that, that, the business portion of winning a championship, you don't go from the best player in the world to go play for Boston. Unless it's personal. There is absolutely no question in my mind there's something that's personal outside that's not getting out there and it, and they're, and they'll, and this is gonna be saved for a rainy day and it's gonna be the tiger I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the Tiger Woods thing, okay? Where you know, that he falls off the face of the earth, but something in this story right here, Cuervo, is going to break and it's gonna break hard and it's gonna make LeBron James looks stupid. Now, is that part of me hoping that that happens? Because, you know, karma is a bitch and I'd love to see it flat back up on him with him and his hand clapping the, and the cloud of smoke and everything and the arrogance this guy oozes, you know? Yes, I would love it. But, and now that's the personal side of me wanting to see this guy go down. But when you really look at what happens and what part of the business of that whole thing happened, There is no reason why that you would have arguably the number two, three, or four player in the world outside of the number one on your team with LeBron James for him to go anywhere. None. Because business-wise says, why do you leave that when you're the number two or three player in the world? you got yourself lined up for the next three years to play for championships. That's why I think everybody's missing the human element Of this, of this, it's not business. It's not basketball. It's personal. And and to me, and now with him, because let's be honest, Cuervo, why would you go thinking business wise, basketball, not other things, but basketball? Why would you go to the Mm Lakers? I mean,
0: let's you've got to build
2: all over again. Now, except for the fact of the relationship with Magic Johnson and what Magic Johnson brings. Now, granted, that might have been the selling point to get it done. But if you take away from that, the only place that, we, if it wasn't personal, would have been Boston Cuervo. They were on the line. They were getting into the uh, Eastern Conference Championship without their one and number two player on the basketball court. And then you add LeBron. If LeBron would have been the only player of those there, you, you think Boston would have made the Eastern Conference championship? Absolutely they would have. There wouldn't be a question in my mind that LeBron, if he played on the Celtics with those two guys out, that being Irving and what's the other guy's name? I keep forgetting, uh, but he's a badass Hayward. Uh, point guard. Yeah, Hayward. If those two were out, you think LeBron would have got Boston to the, to the, uh, to the championship?
1: Well, I mean, I think either way, whether Hayward was there or not, they would have made the finals if LeBron was a Celtic. Just because absolutely. Of the impact that and you know, I mean, just based on the impact that he makes, I think I think the Lakers are going to be the seven or eight team in next year's Western Conference playoffs. It. I do too. I think that's I, I absolutely think that's going to happen.
0: Absolutely, but,
2: uh, there's no question the Lakers are going to make the, the playoffs. Okay, and 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 I'll give this to LeBron. LeBron will make the playoffs. I mean, he's made the playoffs every year except what was his first year? He didn't make it, right, Quavo? But after that, the guy was in the playoffs every single year. Okay, all right. So yeah. that that, that, kind of, that kind of success that that is that's intimidating to other player, uh, uh, other teams, and everything else. The Lakers were going to make it, and but how they would have gone into the playoffs and who they would have played, that would have been – but making the playoffs was going to happen. And Magic Johnson knew that. That's why he signed the damn guy. There is no question about that. Um, But the relationship that they got now, they still got to build a basketball team because, let's be honest, you're not going to build it with ball on that team, okay? What else do they got to get? They got to get some other names. And that's what Magic Johnson is in, you know – you know, trying to do, uh, but he did miss the cousins boat though. Didn't he query vote? That's one. I think I, I wonder <laughs> mm-hmm. how magic Johnson missed out on that because let's be honest. He's not dumb. He wouldn't know. Hey, if I could get him back three weeks after the all-star game going into the playoffs, how much stronger would that make us having him? I think that, I think he missed this one for some reason, unless there's a different plan that I don't know about, but the Lakers have been making some pretty good signings.
1: They have, um, you know, but I, I think that, you know, you, you talked about the whole, well, you know, LeBron going to the Lakers. It's like rebuilding all over again. You're absolutely right. He's starting with a young team. Yeah, I mean, but here's, but here's my thing: is would you rather, you know, build or or be around the young core that the Lakers have, or what Cleveland has? Because to me. I mean, I, I think hands down, the, the the young core that the Lakers have is probably about ten times better than what the, what the Cleveland Cavaliers are working with. You look at their, you look at their team right now without LeBron James, and I think that's where you see the true colors of what this what this basketball team is made of. You know, because it's easy to to mask and and, and hide things when number one you're making it to the final, and number two you have the best player on your team. Like you can you can hide a lot of things. You can. Yes. Make ugly things look pretty, right? But now that yep. LeBron is gone, you, you know, let's let's take a closer look at this overall roster again. You got Kevin Love, okay? Eh, he's he's an average guy. He, I don't, he's not a, he's not even an All Star anymore, Sonny. Yeah, I don't. He still may average a double double, but there's really no. He doesn't really have an impact on games like he should. Right. This guy should be having a much bigger impact than what he does on basketball games, and the fact that he doesn't is is um, you know it's it's mind boggling. Really, you're talking about a guy eighteen points, ten rebounds a game, and it means nothing. But on other teams, it's everything. So it's it's crazy, you know. Um, you know they. And after that, I I honestly don't remember anybody else that's on the that's on the team. That's how. Uh-huh. That's how exactly. You know, I guess disarray the, the the roster of the Cleveland Cavaliers is. So yeah, now you look at the Lakers. I mean, Lonzo Ball going to be good. Kyle Kuzma he's going to be, be good, be very good. Yeah, I think Kuzma is going to be better than Lonzo Ball is. A lot of I do too. May disagree with that? Hey, Lavar, if you're listening, hey, give us a call. I, I'd love to debate <laughs> whether your son's going to be better. We'll than argue him. it. I have no problem with it. You know, so. In reality, I mean, it's it's really it's one of those things where it's just you look at the first year of those two, and and Kuzma outplayed Lonzo Ball in every aspect of the game. Every his his rookie year was much more phenomenal. So you, I think the Lakers have something with him, and, and that's I why they, they did didn't too. make the deal to get Kawhi Leonard because San Antonio asked for Kuzma in return, and Magic was smart enough to say, uh, uh-uh. uh. You're not taking no. much. You can my have Paul, but you're
2: not getting Kuzma. Yeah. You can have Paul, but you can't have Kuzma. I, I think, and that might have so. been on the table. You know, hey, hey but about this last signing, hey, Michael Beasley. You know what? I'm going to tell you right now. that The Lakers kind of did with Beasley what they, that the uh, Warriors did with Cousins. I like Michael Beasley, and I think that this guy can can be a big time player for the Lakers as well. And um, I, I think that happened a couple of days ago. Um, so the uh-huh. the Beasley getting signed by the Lakers is a, is good. You're right; they're building it. They're building it from you know what seems to be the bottom. But what I really like about the which, by the way, Carmelo Anthony now he's going to go to the Atlanta, and they're going to release him. So that that story about Carmelo heading over to the Lakers is still about alive a too.
1: Stupid trade. You want oh, to my God. What? What?
2: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> that was like, that was like dark. The, the Atlanta Hawks win the Darwin Award, Sonny. I mean, yeah. That's what I'll say I, about I, that. It made,
2: it made no sense. And that's the problem. It made no sense.
1: And, and the yeah, only no, thing it, they did is clear sense. cap
2: space. I mean, really, you think about the Clairvo, That's all they did is they cleared cap space. I mean, because they were never going to sign him anyway. All right, so mm-hmm. so what the hell was that about? So, you know, I don't know. It, it, that That's an interesting story or, in itself.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they might be tanking. I mean, I, I, I don't like using that word because, you know, people get scared by that word. But, I mean, teams do it. But they do. So, I don't know if that's I don't know what the Atlanta Hawks see in next year's draft, but maybe they're doing it just to, you know, get a, a better draft pick for next year.
2: Cuervo, the Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks have had the potential for the last seven years to get over the hump. You looked at the Atlanta Hawks for the last seven years, this was a team that averaged you know, about 60, uh, I like that, 70% wins at home. And if you can get over 50% wins on the road, you make the playoffs. It's just the way it works. I, I, it, don't take a genius. And they were doing that, Cuervo, for seven years okay, always getting brooded around in the first or second round, you know, never having that impact player. They thought it was Joe Johnson. That didn't work. Uh, he went up to New York. You know, they traded away that bad contract. They were, they've were they always been looking at it, and they have not been able to land it. So the Atlanta Hawks did mm-hmm. not get that final piece to get done, to get better, to be, to be competitive in the East. But also remember, that's when LeBron was in the East, and that is – and I was talking to a little bit earlier in the show, the the mediocrity that is going to be coming out of the East, Uh there's two slots that are only going to be taken really in reality, maybe three. That still leaves five spots open for your team to make that. And the Atlanta Hawks, still aren't going to make it because they still can't find enough to get over it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, Marcus Smart being re-signed in, in uh, Boston just makes them that much better, they, you know, that puts them in there. They missed out on a couple of guys, and that is a team that doesn't have it. Heck, I thought the Dallas Mavericks, they re-signed Dirk Nervinsky, the biggest joke ever. This is I- I'm telling you right now. And, and, and I'm just I'm I'm finally gonna cut to the chase on the reason why that this isn't going to work since the championship, okay? These players, I'm, um, you know, they look at Dirk Nervinski, and they look at the other talent after they won the championship. Why is it that they can't get the guy in there? And it it the, the fact of the matter is is that I don't think they looked at Dirk Nervinsky as great as he is, was good enough for them to take their talents there. Cuervo, Dirk Nervinsky signing a five, $5 million contract, which is a waste of $5 million. The guy's only averaging 12 points in three, three or four boards. I mean, you know, they got him there for the name because guess what? They're, they're not going to pull anybody else there, so they might as well just go with the norm. And that's what the... The the Mavericks can't afford is to be the norm being the same team that they have been and it's Dirk Nowitzki they need to cut ties with Dirk Nowitzki and get some good new players in there because if and if they don't they will never be able to get enough signings to make them relevant especially in the east <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: or west I'm sorry and, and, in the west I'm sorry
1: you know and and honestly, like okay, well yeah, with the West, yeah, I mean you have to. Every move is critical because the West is so deep, and yep. uh, you know you just can't you just can't take any risks on anything really. Uh, you have to. It's it, it's like to, <laughs> the the way I look at it, is, Sonny, is people people on the East Coast or people uh, in the Eastern Conference are playing checkers, and people on in the Western Conference are playing chess. Like that's how different. Yes the two conferences are, like, that's how, that's how far apart they've separated each other, it's, it's actually, I, I don't know, it's, it's crazy to think about, like, how much, like, it's, this is even, there's more of a gap than there was back when, uh, uh, the East was running, running the league when, when, you know, in the 90s with Jordan and and the Bulls and the, and the New York Knicks with Ewing
2: and
0: I came from uh, five years
2: ago, Cuervo when the East was dominating five years ago because of LeBron. I mean, obviously of course and and, everything. and but the East was still that. I mean, remember when the Pacers were good, Cuervo a couple of years back? They were good. Boston's always good. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you got to look out for them. Miami. You know, they, they were always good. Mm-hmm. Atlanta was always fighting for it. Chicago, they the were fighting five, six years ago. I mean, you know, the East was a powerhouse. It is, it's a total 180. And, and I like the way that you use the, the, um, the checkers and the uh, chess game because really in checkers, every player is a pawn. You don't have the queen. You don't have the bishop. <laughs> yeah. You don't have the rook. You don't have the specialty players. That's right. Every every piece is a pawn in a checkers, and that is the reason why. And over in the in the west, they are getting the pawns, the rooks, the bishops, and the, and the kings, and they got the kings. You know the, the LeBron James, the king himself. I'm telling you, it, you that you don't even know how good of an analogy that was. Because Cuervo, if you really think about it, and you take. Take away from Kyrie Irving because we were just talking about him. Name a superstar over in the East
1: off the top of your head, real quick. Well, Kawhi now. I mean, after the yeah, trade, well, Kawhi Leonard. But before well, that, on. no, there was nobody.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say him Kawhi, because th- this this is going to be a joke of the year for the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard. And in fact, he's going to I'm I'm going to be the first to put it out there. He's going to embarrass himself this year, okay? Because Guess why? Because he didn't get the treatment that superstars should have got, which is, in other words, bend over backward, kiss my ass, and do it my way. Instead, they got Greg Popovich, you know, the Bill Parcells of basketball. He said, no, well, you know, this is the way we're going to do it, and if you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. And that's that's what they got going on here. And, And not only that, The Spurs took it to him. and, And if you think about it, what has Kawhi Leonard done for the Spurs for the last two years, except be a liability at the most vital time of the year? And that's playoffs. I mean, he hadn't done anything. And 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 I'm going to be honest with you I think Greg Popovich saw that I think ownership saw that Well, If you think you're as big as your britches are Well if you are that good You'll go do it in Toronto And hey listen Toronto's got a good roster up there Cuervo He could improve on that roster up there Although they take a loss With what they gave up to get him But they still have a good roster up there and, And he Let's be honest Cuervo He's the superstar of that team now And but you take the step back on the question before, before Kawhi Leonard went over there. There was nobody that you could really talk about that just stands out so much, except maybe Westbrook, um, if you went that route. that The only one I remembered was Westbrook, All right, and and that's, I think we're going to see a downfall in Westbrook's career starting next year as well. The the years of triple-double mm-hmm. double averaging is going to go away for him. Um, so, by the way, how do you not get the MVP the second year after you average your triple-double in your second year? How'd that happen, Cuervo? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> well, we we, we we all know the answer to that, Sonny. That the NBA <laughs> tries to, you know, promote different guys every year, and this was James, yeah. Hard, James Harden's year. So.
0: Yeah, that's how well, they had to dumb. do
1: it.
2: Because they're, because they're afraid he won't do it next year either. That's the reason why they did it this year. That's the reason why he was in contention last year on the bubble. Westbrook was the guy they gave it to, and that's what ended up happening. You're absolutely right, Cuervo. Because you, you know you, you now you're definitely not going to get Michael Westbrook. Or uh, you know I don't think uh, you're going to get Russell Westbrook as the guy. Again, so I think that was probably a mistake not to give him the, the MVP. I, I, I That was the biggest joke. When that came down and I heard Harden, I'm going to tell you right now, there are only two people that I would have voted for, and one would have been LeBron. And I hate to admit it because it makes me throw up my mouth every single time I say it. But really, there are only two players that were worthy of the MVP. That was Russell Westbrook. You don't average a triple-double for two years in today's game. Okay. And not be able to get the recognition. It's just, that team was so bad. Um, and then LeBron, the the fact that Harden got it was a complete and utter joke. Who's the better player? Who's the MVP? Without question. If you take Westbrook out of it, it was LeBron James. And so I'll put it out there and I'm not a fan. If you listen to the show, you know, I'm not a LeBron fan. He got screwed this year. He should have been the MVP.
1: Well, I mean, you can make the argument, Sonny, that LeBron's the MVP every year. I mean, he's he's yeah. hands down the best player in the game. Like, you know, and, the, and and the numbers don't lie either. It's not just about the yeah. Eye that, test. That's that's. I'm running. going by.
2: I'm just going strictly by numbers between them all. In reality.
1: Yeah. So I mean, if I mean either way you go, whether you whether you do the eyeball test or you you look up stats like you know Le- Le- lebron has the best uh uh you know winning percentage as far as uh not winning percentage but just uh uh kind of like how you do war in baseball wins above replacement i forget what it's called the the plus minus winning for uh for the, you know for basketball players i forget what it's called but he normally is a top 5 guy every single year in that category and
0: and Absolutely. You, and you think about
1: other guys that that you know they're number two or three one year, and then they drop to like thirty something the next year. But LeBron is the most consistent one when it comes to that stat of pretty much how valuable is he on the court compared to off the court. And that's yeah. that's your that's your story right there. There's your that's your telling story. And uh, but like I said, you know, like I said before, they have to. They have to mix it up. They have to promote different guys every year, which I think is stupid. You know, if you earn it, you earn it. If you don't, you don't. That's what I yes. say about the MVP. So,
0: um, Cuervo,
2: listen, listen to these names. This, this is pathetic. And this is going outside of Boston, okay? It's going outside of anybody. Toronto and Boston. Outside of that and Philadelphia. This is what you got. New York, Brooklyn, Cleveland, Indiana, Milwaukee, Detroit, Chicago, Miami, Washington, Charlotte, Orlando, and Atlanta. Cuervo, that is pathetic. And if you can't make the playoffs, every single coach who don't make the playoffs this next year should be fired. Every general manager should be fired if you don't make the playoffs. So what that means, Squarevo, this is going to be the year of the G League player making big names for themselves and moving on and moving into the next level. Because this right here is, I'm going to tell you the Eastern Conference is the definition of parody.
1: Yeah, I can can very well see that. You know, you're absolutely right. I think that is – well, especially in the Eastern Conference, my God. I mean, how – That's what I'm saying. The Eastern Conference (laughs) is parody.
2: I mean, the Western Conference is not, okay? Those guys cherry-picked the best players and made them so much better – and, and, and the reason why this has happened is because the NBA allowed it. They did not stand tall. They didn't do it right, by the way. The luxury tax should be ten times the amount it is, and it would never happen. But that's the reason why the NBA gets to where it is. So now instead of having the G mm-hmm. League on a lower level, you have it in the same league, and they call it the Eastern Conference for years. Uh-oh. It's not longer. So what the, what does the Eastern Conference stand for? You know, inequity is what it stands for because it, it's just a glorified G League. And then, and then you can call the D League the D League again, because the developmental league. It's it's pathetic. I mean, the, 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 the lack of parity in the NBA will, you know, people say the numbers don't lie, and I'm going to tell you that they do. And I, and the main reason is is they, they lived off of some major success. While the league had parity, even with LeBron going to Miami and things, there were still about eight to nine teams that challenged the Miami Heat. Okay, and, you know whether it be in the East or the West, still challenged them. Okay, so mm-hmm. the simple fact of the matter is is that they should have stiffened up on these. it's not like this is minor leagues. Okay. And, and, and things of that sort, you know, giving the awards and stuff like that and spreading the awards around on a minor league thing. So everybody gets recognition completely understandable. But if you look at all the, the accolades of all the awards and things it, there, there's a select seven players that are getting them. Remember Cuervo, there are a lot more players than seven players in this league. And, I, I, I'm gonna be a fan of the underdog Cuervo. I'm gonna be a fan of a team or two in the Eastern Conference Championship, or in the Eastern Con in the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna hook myself into one. I'm always gonna be a piston fan, but they suck. Um, you know, it, 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 they just don't have the capabilities. But this year, I, right now, I'm either going to ride the coattails of the Boston Celtics of the or the Philadelphia 76ers. And right now, I'm leaning Boston. Um, so, that that's who I'm going for right now to win it all in the Eastern Conference Championship against the Philadelphia 76ers. And then, you know, they can consider themselves champions because they're not getting out of the West uh in the finals. Just not going to happen.
1: Well, you know me, Sonny, I'm going to ride or die with my Chicago Bulls no matter what. So, I just got to pray for the best when it comes to that <laughs> situation. <laughs> Cuz
0: yeah, you the need Bulls to do a lot of and
1: long way to go.
2: this year, um, you know, you know, that's the third wet, uh, the third worst record in the in the um uh, in the conference last year. So, yeah, they definitely need to improve. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they definitely do.
2: Um, and my Detroit – hey, I mean, hey, my Detroit – hey, Mike Detroit Pistons embarrassed your Bulls this year, okay? They had 12 games over them last year. So, that's an embarrassment, by the way. This, well, this I mean, is...
1: everyone embarrassed the Bulls this year, Sonny. Everyone did. <laughs> by the way, the you, know my, you know what came up in
2: my – you know what came up uh, in my Facebook memories? It was the Derrick Rose wow. uh, uniform, the, you know, the three-piece suit thing that was on eBay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That came up. Oh, God. That <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> classics never die, Cuervo. Classics nope, never die. Never. <laughs> All right. Now, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take our final break of the thing. we got an hour to talk NFL, and there's a lot to talk about. I held on on this on purpose, by the way, just so that you know. I think you know that. Um, to save the last hour for in, in the uh, NFL talk. So we are going to do that. We're going to hop on over. We're going to talk a little, talk NFL in the final hour, anything and everything. By the way, Cuervo, I think next week we got to start. So what are we going to do next week? What division are we going to do? Because I want to – remember how we were doing NFC uh, North and South – or uh, NFC and AFC North, NFC, uh, AFC South. We did it that way, so we were done for it. But – do you, do you want to expand? We got about eight weeks until kickoff. You want to do just each uh, each division um, uh, until then, or do you want to still combine it?
1: Uh, you said we have how long until first week? I think we got. Well, one we got time about eight that. weeks, right? Is, isn't it about eight weeks until the? I think it's, first game. I think it's seven. I think it's seven. Okay, so it's seven. Yeah, I mean it's only one difference. Uh, I mean, I think we could, I think we could start off with one, and then just if we have to catch up <laughs> later on, got it? Yeah, if we have to catch up later on, I mean we we always we always can squeeze to to. The... All right. Cool. Then what are we gonna start?
2: Are we gonna start? Well, I, I like going east to west, just so that you know, because that's sure. the natural order of things. Are we doing AFC? I week would say east or
1: NFC. Yeah, week that
0: sounds east? good.
1: I would say AFC. AFC. AFC AFC East talk next
2: week. That is the Patriots, Jets, Bills, and Miami Dolphins. I did that off the top of my head. I didn't have to look at it. Pretty impressive, huh? So we'll do that next week. Hmm. Those are the four teams that we'll look at. Um, So so this next week we'll be watching, especially when it comes with news to those teams. So we'll, we'll get on that. So let's do that. We're going to do that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk on the other side about all the good stuff. That, all the good stuff, what is that? Well, all the good stuff is the NFL. We'll do that on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And that being said, we'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. Ready for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Cost Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web at costlowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee
0: pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh?
2: being taken for a ride? Check out Cost Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Cost Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement failed to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62 because these decisions are so important my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of Your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting located in Roulette. Did you know that Perfection Body Sculpting doesn't just offer laser lipo and radio frequency for body contouring? We also offer cellulite reduction and skin tightening, as well as thermal lift and cosmetic and collagen facial creams, as well as top-of-the-line facial masks to help reduce fine wrinkles. There are also gift certificates, as well as gift baskets with awesome products in it. Call today for your appointment and get three 24-gold facial masks with the purchase of a $69 consultation that includes a 30-minute laser lipo session. So contact two one four seven three five eight five one nine, or visit them on the web at www.perfectionbodysculpt.com.
0: Ready, set, hut, hut.
1: Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man
0: in sports radio. We cover it all from NFL, NFL NBA, NBA, MLB, MLB
1: NHL, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's
0: Sonny Clark.
1: Sonny, I think you're on mute, my friend. All right, so we're back on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, apparently, Sonny's got some uh, some technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio. Not the first time, and it probably won't be the last. So, um, but as Sonny covered, you know, right before we went to commercial break, we're we're going to be covering some NFL talk again. You know, we we've mentioned this multiple times before on the show. Uh, we do not rehearse. We do not, uh, you know, do what ESPN and all these other channels. Uh, do right before they come on a show So if I knew what we were going to be talking about I would, I would let you know uh, Unfortunately <laughs> I, I kind of just shoot at, shoot at the hip And I, I go with what Sonny wants to talk about So, uh, But I do know that next week We're going to be covering the AFC East Again, that's the New England Patriots The New York Jets The Buffalo Bills And the Miami Dolphins So look out for uh, the scheduled time for that It would probably be the same time we always uh, do our show during the off-season, which is uh, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And then once we move into the actual NFL season, then we're going to move back to uh, uh, 10, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 7 Pacific. And I hear some background noise. I think Sonny is back.
2: I think I, think I am back. Am I back?
1: I can hear you loud and clear, my friend.
2: I don't know what happened. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. You know, <laughs> it is what it That's is. That's what I said. Um, yeah, so <laughs> you gotta love it. Yeah, and Cuervo's right. Uh, Nine o'clock central, which is ten Eastern. And then, what time does that kick off over on your, in your neck of the woods?
1: Yeah, so that so games kick off over here at uh, at uh, uh, ten o'clock in the morning. So it's it's actually lovely. I love it.
2: Seven o'clock over there is when we kicked off over on the West Coast. So there we go, seven. And then, of course, no, no, it, it's uh, six, isn't it,
1: Cuervo? Oh no, no, the show starts at seven. Yes, uh, my time. Show and starts at NFL, seven. Red Zone, Red Zone starts at ten o'clock. That's what I meant to say. Uh,
2: all right, very good. All right, because we kick off at 9, which is at 7 o'clock your time. All right, so we're all good. Uh-huh. Just take us right up to kickoff, and we're going to do that. And, and now, just really quick, off the top of your head, Cuervo, you know, without, you know, obviously we haven't had time to look at anything. We haven't done it yet. Just off the top of your head, who's going to represent the the, um, the um, Super Bowl? Uh, who's going to get a, a, in the AFC and the MFC? Who do you have just off the top of your head right
1: now? Well, I mean, I think that uh, depending on the quarterback situation, um, I would say that in the AFC, you could see a team like either Pittsburgh be there. Because, I mean, every, it, you know, it's easy to pick the Patriots, but I'm trying to pick somebody that's <laughs> not the New England Patriots, right? And, you know, the Steelers come to mind. I'll tell you what, though, if Patrick Mahomes at Kansas City – can have a year that that is you know one of this absolute breakout years. don't sleep on the Chiefs I mean this is a team that you know if it wasn't for a, a bad injury to Eric Berry and bad quarterback play by Alex Smith and that's why I say it all depends on Mahomes the Chiefs are a team that I think you know could have and should have been in a Super Bowl already and and, and I think they still I think the window is still there for them it's just a matter of, you know, utilizing the talent that's on that football team, especially on the offense. Um, so, you know, that I, I, I like, I still like Kansas city. I, I believe in Andy Reid. you know, that Sonny, I've always believed in Andy Reid. but um, you know, I, I I'm just trying to think of teams that are, that are not the New England Patriots. And those are the two that
0: come to mind.
2: Well, I, on the east side, I went ahead, and I went to, uh, right now. And that's without doing the – and, and um, we're liable to change our mind after we do our investigation and everything. Well, first of all, let me just say I would have picked the Jaguars, but they, as of right now, didn't do anything at the most important position, which is the quarterback position. All right, if they would have done something – I can't
1: roll with them, Sonny. I agree. I, with I agree
2: with you 100%. I can't roll with them. If they made an improvement at the quarterback position, that defense is stout, and all they need is someone to deliver the ball. They failed to do so as a team, and that is the problem. So that's the reason why I'm Steelers. That, you know, we're in the in the Eastern – uh, or over in the AFC, I'm looking definitely Steelers, um, yeah, oh, even over the Patriots right now. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why off the top of my head, and we'll talk about those when we get there. But over on on the other side of this, Cuervo, I'm, I'm going to shock the world right now, off the top of my head, I'm going with San Francisco 49ers. And I'm in in the main reason, Cuervo, what is the main reason is, is they did something about the quarterback position. And not only that, made improvements on the defensive side of the ball, which you can sit there and talk about all day long, you know, but if you don't make improvements on your defense, it's not going to help. They did. And we'll talk about that when we do it. But the fact that they went ahead and got a quarterback and there's a lot – and the, the West is so wide open in the NFC. I mean I, – I, the Cardinals aren't going to do it right now. The Rams are overrated, and Seattle's out of it. So they got an easy ride, at least into the playoffs and winning their division player vote. And if they put it together mm-hmm. at playoff time, they could be the toughest team out there. So right now, I, and this is without doing any real investigation, I'm going 49ers-Steelers in the Super Bowl. You know, that's a that's, I
1: mean, that's a bold prediction, Sonny. I mean, really, if you you know, I know that the, the, a lot of people like the Niners uh, to be an improved team. I don't know if they make the Super Bowl though. You think they? You think they get past the Eagles and the Vikings in the in the NFC?
2: You I, think they I, well, first get past all, those
3: two
1: teams?
2: First of all, I don't trust Kirk, trust Kurt Cousins as much as me falling backward and him catching me. Okay. All right, so the Kirk Cousins deal throws me out completely. Which, by the way, we got some news about the Vikings. Um, uh, the offensive coordinator uh, Tony Sperano, who was also a head coach at one point, uh, if I'm not mistaken, from Miami, uh, he passed away yesterday. So, um, just wanted really? to throw that out there.
3: Really?
2: Yeah. So I didn't that hear is about en- that
3: one. Wow. Yeah. Well.
2: And he's been there since 2006, and he has been the main part of that offense having the success that it has had with um, the other quarterbacks. So, that, you know, without that even being an issue when I was deciding that, uh, there's a reason why I don't have him there. But the Eagles, listen, how many times do, do we have the same team win the Super Bowl each and every year? Yeah, mm-hmm. we just we just don't get it. And so I you know, just kinda of looking just quickly at that, I put Minnesota out because of Kirk Cousins and I put Philadelphia out because they just won it last year. They're liable to fall in their face, you know. I you know, I don't have a lot of trust in the Eagles. You know, um you know the what, Kevin Call quarterback. I I, I just don't trust it, Clairvo, I just don't. Um Everybody can have a good year when you don't have film on you, but now guess what? There's going to be film on you, and a lot of defensive coordinators are going to be all over that like peanut butter on a on a piece of bread, baby. I, you know, it's it, it's something that I just don't get. So that's that's the reason why I don't have the Philadelphia Eagles. Although, well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that not next week, but the week after because we'll do the NFC East, which has. The Eagles in there as well, so we'll we'll do that the week after that. So, so it's going to be interesting. Those are just off top my head, uh, and not knowing, and I might have missed an obvious thing that I should not have uh, thought about it. So, but by the way, yeah, um, I was correct. Uh, Head coach of the Miami Dolphins, 2008 to 2011. He went 29 and 32. wasn't all that great. He was, uh, but where they got him is he was a Cowboys. uh, Cowboys uh, assistant coach, so that's where they got him. He also had time with the Browns, Jaguars, as well as the Redskins and 49ers So um, big story there. Uh, Tony uh, Soprano dying. L- listen, Soprano. I'm sorry. Listen, and, and I don't any football coach that passes away that are old school. I see why, because I mean these guys are. This guy Tony Soprano was intense. If if you know anything about him, see I got the daily dose of him, okay, and I watch him week in week out being, being with the with the Dallas Cowboys. This guy is intense, and these those coaches, man, I'm surprised they don't drop like flies more often in reality, Cuervo. Um, but th- that is big news for the Vikings um, because he's been there since 2016. So 16 and 17 and 18. Uh, well, coming into 18, two years without your offensive mm-hmm. coordinator, that could hurt you as a football team.
1: No, I mean, it's definitely going to be a huge adjustment, too. You know, I mean, uh, so wait, he was in Minnesota, you said?
2: Yeah, he's Minnesota. He's the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, well, he is offensive I line North coach. Was. But,
0: yeah, oh, okay, offensive okay.
2: line coach. So, yeah, so, um, but you, really, in reality. Um, <laughs> just a guy, a guy that knows football and he's an old yeah, exactly. school type of coach and reminds me of Mike Ditka in reality at uh, the same, same kind of temperament and things of that sort. Um, we, and <laughs> I saw that a lot in Miami, you know, when you've got that guy, kind of, I'm, I'm surprised Mike Ditka is not dead. Um, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that, that, Hey, that guy could go off in a heartbeat. So that's the reason, I think that's the reason why we loved him so much. So, but uh, yeah, that's big news. That's coming out of Minnesota. Um, I think that will have, you know, remember, it's the offensive line coach for the last two years. And, and let's be honest, if you look at the Minnesota Viking offensive line, definitely improvement over the last two years. And that probably had a lot to do with Soprano um, as far as that's concerned, you got to protect your quarterback in order to be as good as they are. So um, that sad news, but uh, news any, as it is uh, of where it's at, but, when we move forward and we think about them, you know, I, I'm just not up on board with the Vikings because of their quarterback. But more news, let's talk about the Cuervo because let's head over to the AFC South, even though Indianapolis being in the AFC South makes no it's no sense to me. But what do I know? I just watched the games. Andrew Luck's supposed to be ready, and, and they are going to say he has no limitations. And Cuervo, you know, Sometimes when people and team representatives talk, and really in reality, can you shut your mouth? You don't make stupid statements, you know, that are not true, by the way. Okay, they're not going to hold Andrew Luck back, Cuervo. Are you crazy? They, they, they are going to be so careful with Andrew Luck. And if they're not, if they give this guy full reign to go out there and just throw like crazy, they're dumber than, than as, as an organization than I think they are. Because when you don't have Andrew Luck you obviously seen what it's been for the last two and a half seasons without Andrew Luck out on the football field for the Colts. And remember, this was in a division where the AFC South is mediocre or was mediocre for the last couple of years, and they should have been winning it by default.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I, I I can't disagree with that, Sonny. I mean, you look at the overall picture, and, you know, I it, it you know, it's another case of, you know, guys, you know, team underachieving.
2: Big time. Big time. Well, well, yes and no, Cuervo, because when, when, is it, when you think about a guy like an Andrew Luck, what was he expected to be? The heir apparent to Peyton Manning, and when you don't get right. that, okay, the whole attitude of the team changes, okay, because if this guy was playing Peyton manning I don't think we'd be talking about – this football team, in reality, which, by the way, when we do the AFC South, I have a special guest that's going to be on this. Terrence, uh, our, um, um, uh, Bullet's going to be on. He's with uh, he's now here no, in our with, well, Melvin Bullet's going to be on with us. Um, and when we, because I asked him about, it. he played for the Colts. Exactly. So that's a and and, and the only reason. And by the way. We I don't uh, we don't do in, you know interviews with current players, and the reason being is because you're never going to get the truth out of them, so it's a waste of the fifteen or twenty minutes that we spend with them, just asking them softball questions that they can hit out of the park. Okay, so it's almost like mm-hmm. the 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 you know the home run derby, which by the way I know, I know we, we didn't can... talk about it, but how sleepy was that? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, you know, big oh, whip. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me.
0: I, I, funny. I, maybe it's me.
2: Maybe it's me. <laughs> I it has to be oh, me God. because, because, oh, because I
0: was
2: I, I was so disinterested. Which by the way, you know, you yeah, I, I think I'm getting old because the home run derby does nothing for me. All right, let's take the sidestep. We're we're on a sidebar, we go to major league baseball. We didn't talk about the all star game. Cuervo, you want to hear the God's honest truth? I have not watched one minute of baseball this year, not one minute. I haven't even watched a pregame show. Now I've listened to it, but me the actual take time Jeez. to sit and watch. I, I, baseball has become such a snore, Cuervo. I'm watching NBA before I'm watching Major League Baseball, Cuervo. I I, I don't know, it, and and, and I, I think I know why. I think I know why. I need to move. It is hundred. Where, though? Eight, well, back to Arizona. At least they had an inside dome. I could go to the damn games without dying. You go you oh, go okay. to a Ranger game That's at 108 degrees outside? Are you absolutely kidding me? Yeah. I have no interest in Major League Baseball because I can't see it. Right. Because I'm not, first of all, watching, watching Major League Baseball is like, uh, on TV is like watching hockey sometimes, I think. You got to be there because when I'm there, I'm thinking about, well, is this a good time for a steal? I'm thinking about. You don't get that with TV. And the reason he says you got uh-huh. these commentators in your head when you're at a game, you're thinking about what could they do on this three two pitch? Why not they? Why are they not hitting running here? You know all these things that make the game interesting to me because baseball is a great game. But I, I can't watch it on TV. I got to be there. And i, I got to be able to make sure I'm not listening to a commentator to where I can enjoy the game. Because as much as I'm not a great analyst at all when it comes to baseball, I know a little bit about the sport. And I can sit down and watch and go, well, why aren't they doing that? Well, I look at the score. Well, maybe they don't want to do that right like now. they got about four more interns. Yeah, I do all that stuff when I'm at a, at, at a Major League Baseball game if I go by myself and I don't have to entertain anybody. Which, by the way, I go to a lot of things by myself. So I can enjoy it. That having been said, it's 108 degrees, and with the humidity as high as it, it makes the heat index is 116 today. Cuervo. I, needless to say, oh I, wow. the, I, I'm not taking one step outside. Never mind. Go to a four-hour baseball I'm game. Sorry, yeah, you know, yeah, it's ridiculous. I need to. I need to move back to Arizona. So there's a, or it, well, there's going to be a dome. They're building the dome. I'm not sure how much longer gonna be. They then maybe I could get back into Major League Baseball Cuervo, but the home run derby, um Bryce Harper, he wins it. You know Cheater. And, Cheater. And
0: that's, ah,
2: the ball's not landing, right?
1: Is that the deal? That's absolutely what it's about.
2: But you know what, Got so it. funny?
1: I you can't you can't blame it on Harper or his dad.
2: No. Because
1: the umpire They're not the, the officials. Is the one that's, yeah, the one, he's the one that tells whoever's pitching, hey, go ahead, you can go ahead and throw the next ball. Like, that's that's how it goes. And yes. if the umpire is in on, you know, exhausting any means to let the hometown guy win, then what are you going to do about it? You know, that umpire should be fired, in my opinion, but during it's the, the, the uh, action, actual... It's the author. Are you seriously
2: surprised? Fire him? This is the all it's not like this is this, this is a game that counts anymore since they finally took that rule out, which I'm glad by the well, way. Well damn it, a you, whoever... should
1: have won. There, I said it. Yeah. I said it. A Cubs <laughs> should have won. That's why I'm so upset about it. Oh God. <laughs> um, no, but, I mean I uh, no, I mean he's I don't think you lose your job over something like that. But at the same time, yeah, you know, if, if you're if, if you're gonna make rules, like make them fair, make them fair for everybody. I agree. Don't just I agree. You know, like oh well, I let's, agree. let's hook up the hometown guy.
0: Like, what well, what is that?
2: What is and that? if you want to do that on the minor league level? I think I'm okay with it, but I think I'm right there with you because the first thing I thought about is, wait a second. Okay, and Butch, by the way, I didn't watch this. By the way, this was big news locally here. Um, I was listening to mm-hmm. the afternoon show. Um, and I can't even remember. The, they're so horrible, I can't even remember their names. They're awful. But I was listening to it. But they were talking about how Bryce Harper won it. By, well, and, the, and not only that, the ball that was in the air was so high, and the ball that it, he had hit it before the ball even landed. It wasn't even, you know, he threw it before it, Harper had hit the other ball by the time the other one landed, which was the problem. And and I was thinking to yes. myself, you know, that's that, that the was rule. problem. Yeah, that's against the rule, and I can see why. But at the same time, I'm glad no one really made a big deal of it. Which, by the way, I was thinking to myself the other day, Cuervo, you mm-hmm. know, and this is how much I don't watch Major League Baseball now, naming more than... Ten superstars in major league baseball would be a very hard effort for me and and and, and again well, i don't know if it's because I mean, i'm not going outdoors because they're just not having the impact like they used to
1: I mean but it all depends on what your definition of a superstar is I mean if it's a guy that that is a consistent all star is it a guy that hits forty or more home more home runs is it a guy that you know gets twenty wins and you know, 200 strikeouts a season is it a guy that you know steals 50 bases? Or I mean, I mean, it all depends on what your your definition of an all star is. And, and once you can define that, then you know, I'm sure I'm sure you can narrow that list down. But yeah, I mean, I think we can all I think we could both agree. You know, two right the top off of our head, Trout and Harper are all star, are, are, are our superstars.
0: Yes. Or you know.
1: Uh I think you could argue that maybe I mean and I know we're not the, we're not Yankee fans, but yeah. Aaron Judge is a very popular guy, you know, and, and yes. he got popular real fast. Okay. Really? So Carlos yep. Stanton is another guy. So Who's I mean, the one cranking out the guys, home runs? Uh, well I mean, Judge? They both are but Yeah, well yeah, Judge is, but I don't know how many Stanton has, but I know he's a guy that is known you know, I mean he, he won MVP in the national league last year and he had like fifty something some odd home runs. So he, he's a home run hitter too. So I mean you know yeah, Alex, but, I mean you have stars out there.
2: Verlander just, Verlander is still is young. Know, is he pitching well? I again I haven't watched or even really heard him. how's Justin Verlander yeah, doing. He, he
0: actually he's actually
2: Isn't he married like to that hot model or the girlfriend or something? Kate Hudson.
1: He's married to. I don't know. Is it? Is it Kate Hudson? The actress? Yeah, I think it is.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's the swimsuit model on um the blonde. Something yeah. like that. And she, she's yeah, she's yeah.
1: She's a famous blondie. <laughs> yeah, not bl- I blonde. I really don't know, but.
2: Yeah, so yeah, so Verlander I know him. Yeah. But really, I mean Cuervo, I mean I, it is, it's embarrassing. I you know, we do a sports show and I, I mean, I should know these guys off the top of my head. Hey, seven years ago though Cuervo would have. But then again, I'd only been you know, you know, y you yeah, know, we were still kicking, you know, get, you know, going through it all and doing the sports show as it got up and I followed it every day and then I got got older and tired and then you know, it, it, it is what it is. But baseball yeah, I you know I'm, I'm not a big. By the way, who won the the uh, game?
1: It was the American League. American remember, League. Got I it. didn't. I honestly, I'll, I'll be. If if we're being honest, you only watched the home well. run, didn't you?
2: You only Absolutely. watched the home run. That's it.
1: That's why. Why are know,
2: why are you not? Why are you? It's Kate Upton. That's who it is. Thank you, Todd. Uh, Kate. Uh, uh, Kate Upton.
0: Is the, uh, and they're expecting their first kid.
2: Yeah, and Verlander shut out the Angels last night and so far is having a superb year. And that's according to Todd, one of our regular listeners. Thank you, Todd, Um, uh, for filling us in there. So, uh, yeah, Kate Upton. Yeah, gorgeous chick uh, uh, on the front of the um, Sports Illustrated uh, thing. So. Anyway, you go. back to what, by, by the way, where were we at? Yeah, it, back to the real sport. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the NFL, back to the NFL. Hey, by the way, just to let you know. Um, okay, got it. All right. Um, that being said. Let's get back to to the NFL because there is there is you know we've talked about this before on the show and you know more more in the fact that the NFL is really doing something stupid Quer, Cuervo um, but they're backing off of their, stupi- their stupidity and reality which is a good thing and it because it, when, when you think about you know in, in other words let's do
0: this. can we talk.
2: The, the fact the NFL decided that they were going to punish players For the National Anthem Was a bad move And not only did that Was it a bad move, Cuervo It was so It was so not wanted to, Oh, it, it, it didn't sit well At all with anybody, Cuervo Anybody So, the fact now, the NFL's backing up On the fact on whether or not they're going to punish players But I don't know about whether or not They're still going to get the yardage uh, the thing in reality, I, you know I, it, it was a stupid rule in the first place, and it's, it, and it sees and, and i'm i 'm just going to say it, and i 'll get it out it 's these stupid old white football team owners that don 't have a clue, and they are never going to have a clue because they never have been in the situation that most of these players have ever been in, so they are not going to get it, and they don 't get it, and they don 't realize how Taking a stand against something like this is is so bad for business, except they recognized it. But, again, we're back to the the fact, Cuervo. We're still talking about something that two years ago that happened, which normally – Normally fades away in the NFL. If you go for a whole year, okay, they talk about it. But Cuervo, we made it to a full two years of NFL football, and we're still talking about Colin Kaepernick and that and that position oh, that he Jesus. took. And and now that, that that stance is creating new rules in the game, and which is which is crazy in itself too. And um. So the NFL is backing yeah. off of punishing players, which is a good thing.
1: Yeah, but see, I mean, my question is, why did they back off? I mean, not not that it's wrong. I'm just I'm just curious as to what what made them change their mind so quickly.
0: What was it that? Is it because they realized, and, damn? Constructive
2: dialogue that was coming out of the, the decision, Cuervo. In, in constructive criticism of the rule. Constructive cri- criticism of the uh, 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 and and a combination what? of backlash on it as well.
1: Well, uh, yes, but uh, the way I the way I would put it, Sonny, is realistic perspective. And, and the reason I say that is because every time somebody like for, i'm just going to use social media because that's that's how we communicate now sure on social yes. media every time somebody brought up their opinion about this whole thing about oh you know whether they agreed with it or not the only the only rebuttal you have to make or the only argument you can make for why you think this is stupid is yo know, a Miami Dolphin player can get suspended longer than Jameis Winston, who groped an Uber driver. That's it. Yes. Once you say that, you're, you have completely won the argument, and there's nothing that that, that person can come back with. Once you make made where, that statement, it's over. <laughs> I, mean, you, am I, I mean, do you agree or not?
2: You're, you're 100% right, and I'm going to tell you the reason why you're right. Okay? And you don't even know why you're right. But when I was growing up, Cuervo, my dad taught me a lot of things, okay? And one of them is, you know, before you do something stupid, say it out loud. And if it sounds as dumb as it is, you probably don't want to do it. Okay? And that's what this rule is, Cuervo. That's what this rule is. Because you did exactly what what that was. You said Jameis Winston gets a three game suspension, and now you know now they're going to get more of a punishment for the anthem thing. You know that that sounds incredibly stupid. So you know maybe they they actually heard it out loud and said and seen the the discipline. Which by the way, the discipline's a joke. Up on top of it, we talked about that, but. But you're absolutely right. They said it out loud and said, guys, this is not good. This doesn't sound good. Don't look good. Everything about it is not good. We need to back up off this. Now, I don't – I'll tell
1: you – I'm sorry, Sonny. Go ahead.
2: No, no. I I, I was going to ask you, do you know if they're still going to do the yardage uh, penalty – as well. Because to me it was it was twofold stupid. Number one was finding the players, then number two, taking a fifteen yard penalty when all you have to do is offset it someone else on the other team do it and that's what would have ended up happening,
0: Cuervo.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't I honestly don't know if they're still gonna do the yardage thing, Sonny, but I think that's dumb in itself too. We're gonna we're gonna take yards away from you because somebody doesn't wanna you know Pay pay their respect to the to the American flag. Okay, okay, fine, whatever. That's that's within their right. And as much as people hate to hear it, it it's I mean, it's the truth. Um, do I think to live in this country? No, but that's that's within their <laughs> right to not show respect to the American flag. Whatever. But right. Um. Yeah. So I don't know if they're gonna they're still gonna uh, punish. Punish teams yard-wise or whatever if everybody doesn't come out for the national anthem. But I think that's just a silly ass suspending somebody for four games. Now, for those who don't know, all right, this wasn't this was just one team. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, Sonny, every team was supposed to submit, uh, you know, their their team their team level uh, organizational punishment to the league for approval and if i'm not mistaken the miami dolphins were the only team that that had submitted theirs yeah. whether that was a message sending a message to the nfl saying i think this is stupid i mean you know that doesn't really matter but the fact that you know the dolphins were the ones that were the only team that submitted one uh you know it's uh kind of set the bar i guess in a in a bad way but it set the bar for what the league wanted to do. And, you know, basically, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, um, you know, like you said, I mean, they, they they looked at it, and I think that's the mistake that the NFL made, was allowing teams to dictate the punishments.
0: Yeah, when it comes because teams didn't
1: want to do it. Right, and, and 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 instead of doing that, they should have took matters into their own hands and saying, "Look, this is going to be a league-wide policy. Uh, if you have a player that chooses to not stand, I I think a fine is more than enough. And, and, and again, I mean that, do, if you if you absolutely must, you know, punish a player for not standing for the national anthem or paying respects to the American flag." If if you have to, personally, right. I, even, and this is this is me, even as a a member of, of of the armed forces. Okay, I don't really give a damn if you want. You know, don't care. Stand for the flag. Yeah. Right, because you know
0: what? It's I, old I believe news. In karma.
1: Well, yeah, it is. But you know, I also I'm a firm believer in karma, and you know, <laughs> you get you're going to get what's coming to you eventually one day,
2: and, and somehow. So, some way
1: from
0: the The, the interesting
2: ahead. thing about this, the this situation, you take a step back on what you said. Teams were going to be responsible for punishing the own players. And now, let's the, the, just jump to to another subject that I have on my list to talk about. In reality, Jacksonville sure. Jaguars. Okay, they sure. they go ahead okay. and they suspend defensive end uh, Dante Flowers for getting into, for attacking a man in a parking lot over a year ago. Okay, now this was the team oh, that took their step. At, yeah, listen, listen, this this is a complete net. See, and this is where you got to say exactly what my dad taught me when I was growing up. Say it out loud, okay? All right, now, we live in a different day and age, okay? This is not 1985, which I always wish it would always stay the same, never change. I'm kind of used to it. And if you got in a fight with somebody in a parking lot, it, no big deal. But we, this is 2018? Yeah, 2018 now, okay? All right, so we're talking over 30 years later, okay? Times have changed, okay? And people look upon forgiving in a fight for any reason. as stupid, okay? And, and that's where times have changed. You know, normal thing that we worked out, you know, we worked it out with a fist fight after school and made us who we were, made us men who we are in today. All right, now, but today that's so frowned upon. I mean, if I I have a kid who's old enough to wear, he might have to put up his dukes, you know, to stand up for himself, you know, that would be frowned upon today. Okay, so that having been said, all right, I, I prefaced everything. This one game suspension is a complete and utter joke if you go by today's standards, Claire Because if they are trying to make an example or do it before the NFL gets involved with it, so the NFL, more in the fact that the teams need to police themselves, more so the NFL needs to police them, even though that is their job, you know, maybe take a, a portion where they don't have to oh, one game. You, you think that's going to stop Roger Goodell from getting involved with something? Look what they're doing, okay? Right, and you go, you get to the place, this was a year ago, okay, and and he was arrested last July, okay, he's lucky he didn't get the wrath of the commissioner at that time when this whole thing went down, it didn't happen, so guess what, now, the Jaguars, seeing what's going on and seeing how things are going, and it started with the fact that they, the Jaguars took it up on themselves, well, they want us to police ourselves a little bit more, And you can say whatever you want. That was an actual line that was used when they had the conference calls. Teams need to police themselves more so all this responsibility is not falling on one guy being Roger Goodell, being known as a bad guy. So start policing your a little better. All right. One game. Okay. Let's get serious. Okay. This is a little bit different, (laughs) a different day and age. You know, you don't do this kind of stuff. Okay. One game. That's a joke. If you're going to do it and do it right, you suspend him three games and go with it from there. And, and then, then Roger Goodell's not going to look at it. Why? Because most of the things he comes down to that three-game suspension. So save Roger Goodell the time and do it the right way the right way the first time, at least the minimum that you can get by without the NFL coming down on you. Because this is not the last we're going to hit if Roger Goodell's going to say, well, one's not enough. Nice try, guys.
1: Yeah, and I, and, I, and I think that could have – I think two games is a fair suspension for that type of situation where, uh, you know – now, I guess, I guess I have questions about it because I've actually never heard of this story. So did he – you know, who was the aggressor, I guess? Was Fowler the well, aggressor or was well, the stranger the aggressor?
2: The stranger was verbally aggressive, and then that's when he said that's enough. Um, yeah, so that, that, that's what ended up right. happening. All right. Well, you know what,
1: and, and, and what I would say to that, what I would say to that, Sonny, is uh, that man had what, what, he had it coming to him. Because, absolutely.
2: I, I'm know, right there with you. No, no. The okay,
1: 1985
2: now, Sonny says that.
1: Yeah, well, and, and, well, 2018 Cuero says that, too, because I don't give a damn what year it is. Look, you talk crap to somebody, like, you're going to get what's coming to you because... Sometimes you just never know. You know, you, you, you cry wolf or you poke, you poke somebody enough, like you're gonna, you're gonna get what you ask for. So, uh, but, you know, we live in a world now where it's like, you know, what you see on a video is what the perception of it is. But it's not always the reality, if that makes any sense. So, like all right. these police brutality videos of, you know, cops just like randomly just you know, beating up strangers. We don't know what happened before that. We don't know what happened before that person started recording, right? So you can't always assume you know the whole story. But anyways, so whatever this guy said or or did to Dante Fowler, that that, he had it coming to him. I'm sorry, you know.
0: Well, no, hold on. You're talking about...
1: Hold on. on. Let me, just
2: so so you know the full story. Okay. It, It was because a guy, you know, jumped on him for his driving okay they were in a parking lot a man confronting them and now the guy was completely out of line okay i but it my wife you know does this to me all the time she'll she'll make a statement when it was just better off just keeping your mouth shut kind of thing i I, but that's what happened the the guy was not complimenting his driving. In fact, he was actually constructive criticism of his driving. And he was arrested after confronting the man who made the comment about his driving in a parking lot. So Fowler said, now this is just what it says. The authorities say Fowler's exchanged word with the man before hitting him. Now, now there's also, to me, there's a difference between punching someone and slapping someone now me, that's just Sonny Clark, 1985. But someone's a little bit worse than getting slapped, and the, and but what made this. I guess a story or thought of is that the man's glasses were dropped off and then Fowler stepped on them and crushed them into 10,000 pieces before taking the grocery bag of that the man, uh, and tossed them in the lake. The guy had a bag and he tossed them in a lake. So in other words, Fowler just lost his mind over someone going, Hey, you idiot, watch where you're going kind of thing.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? Now, see, now that I know that story, I can, I can, you know, uh, with confidence, I guess you could say, with knowledge, say that Dante Fowler's an idiot. Okay. Yeah, he's so, an idiot.
0: He and
2: the, and the, the there, guy who started it is the same thing. He's an idiot too. But yeah, once you take it to an extreme where it gets physical, after that. Yeah, guys. I just remember this stuff, Cuervo, when I was, a, you know, a, soft, uh, a junior and senior in high school, where I, you know, and and it re- these guys remind me of me being a nineteen and eighteen year old person, letting those things fire you up, you know. And you go back and you think about a twenty years. Someone saying, "Hey, you idiot, watch where you're going." What does that matter in twenty years? Well it matters in 20 years now because he's got a police record of it. Um, more so than just, you know, a guy's an idiot. But I rem- But here's the sad thing. When I was 17, 18, 19 years old, I would be the guy that, that said, hey, yeah, they watch where you're going, and, and end up getting pummeled by someone <laughs> because I wasn't much of a fighter. Um, so, you know, I'd get pummeled by the mm-hmm. guy. Um, but nothing comes from it, you know, but today's age in – and this is, it's different. and here's another thing, the internet and everything else makes the story worse than it is too, Cuervo, because if there wasn't any internet, we'd never hear this story. And probably cops wouldn't have been called either. It's so easy to pick up the phone and call the cops now. And, you know, if you were going to call 911 back in the day, back in the eighties, Cuervo, you had to find a phone. You didn't normally have one with you like we do nowadays. So, you know, the combination this could have been something that blew over and everybody went on their merry way afterwards with nothing happening um, might have happened in 1985. But today's day, this is a story, and it's big. And the NFL, with what they try to do, which is my opinion, is that they push their chest out saying, we're in charge, we'll take care of it, you know, kind of thing. And it, it I'll get back to the point, which is the Jaguars – You might be right. Two games might have been enough to where the NFL wouldn't step in. But one game, do they honestly think that that the NFL is going to allow that? You know, this was a a – "Quote unquote black eye," he got on the league. He got arrested, and and it was an assault. Yeah. Not so much a black eye on the league. Hell, you didn't even know about it. But this happened. I remembered it because it was the Jaguars, yeah. so I kind of remembered
1: it. Hey, so he, um, but he got he got he got the Johnny Manziel suspension. You remember that? <laughs> when, when when Manziel got suspended for one half against some no name team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got the, yeah. the Mandel suspension. Where it's like, come on, really?
0: Well, hey,
2: hey Cuervo, this, this is interesting when you think about the suspension. Okay. And and what I mean by that is, is you take a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule week number one. Okay. that And that's when it started. It's not the preseason games, Cuervo. It, it is the regular season. Week number one is against the Giants. Okay. Week number two is against the Patriots. Which one are they going to do it for? It's not going to be it's not going to be an AFC uh, opponent, you know. And so come on, let's get serious here, right, Cuervo? You, we're talking about you know you, you know then, then the week after that it's the Titans, then it's the Jets. Of course, they only want one game. It, it's a it's a game outside of the outside of the conference. So that's the reason why because they go Cuervo they go all straight. Uh, The next five games are AFC opponents until they get the Cowboys in in October. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, Yeah, one game suspension.
2: That'd be fine. And which, by the way, they're probably going to win that game too.
1: Who's their first game against? I can't remember. The Giants. Giants. Jaguars and Giants for week one? In New York.
2: September 9th. I don't
1: yeah, I don't I don't see the Jaguars having a problem with that with that game. I don't either. Even in New
2: York I don't. The defense is too good and they're going to eat Eli Manning alive unless they get a reemergence. Hey, uh, are stem cells stem cells legal in the NFL because that's what Eli Manning needs. He needs something to, you know, take him back about 5 or 6 years ago, you know, 6 years ago because the Eli Manning today it is not going to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars week number one, and, and and that's even with the bad quarterback play that's going on because the defense on the Giants is non-existent last year. Although when we looked at it, I went back and I listened to the embarrassing predict, predictions that I did last year, and I picked the Giants to win the NFC East last year. Which, by the way, you did too. Um, it it, it, uh, it, it talk about a no-show, uh, you know, team you know, starting, and they started out immediately, the Giants no last year, so... Um, but week number one, I mean, anything can go usually in week number one. That's why, you know, and, and I, I'm going to give away my trade secret on week number one when I make picks. I don't necessarily look at the offense in reality. I look at defense. I look at defense, and whoever has the better defense is usually a team that I'll pick in week number one. And I always do good in week number one, except last year.
0: That's years before take.
2: that. Well, and, and I don't know why. Well, I know why that is. It's because teams usually have new guys on the offense. It's all about chemistry. Defensively, I think you don't need as much chemistry because usually defensive players um, they can gel quicker. When it comes to offense, you got to score. Um, you need more chemistry, you need more time. That's usually the reason why. I'll look at it I, at week number one. I'll look at the defense and ask myself, who has the better defense? And that's the team I'm going to pick, usually. Yeah, that's an, yeah,
1: I've never heard of that before. That's it's, interesting.
2: It, it, it's believe me, I'm not I'm not raking raking Las Vegas over the coals with that, but I you know to, <laughs> to pick the, to win the games I'm usually pretty good at. So um, by the but way, I tell you what though, funny, funny,
1: if it works for you, hey, roll with it.
2: Yeah, I've, well, yeah, I've done pretty well for the you know, and, and which by the way, I just want to put out there, folks that are listening this late into the show, okay. If you put our picks up against the pros, but we're better. I'm not even saying that just to do our picks are better than the pros. Okay, we outpick the pros every single year straight up on picks. Now maybe, you know, cuz we don't really talk about the the um we don't usually talk about the line usually. So we we just usually go on picks. We're better we're better than the so-called experts.
1: Of course we are. Because we know what we're so. talking about, we don't we don't get paid <laughs> to have our opinions. We 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 give our our real life our real opinions.
0: We, we gotta get earn. paid to
1: have fake opinions.
2: Yeah, that, <laughs> fake opinions or whatever or whatever this week we want to talk about to you know to push a certain player. So, by the way, speaking of push a certain player, okay, as we only got a few more minutes left to go in the show, you know. And guess who's back in? Forget forget the Hall of Fame speech, Cuervo. Terrell Owens is really, really pushing. And he is, and I'm going to tell you right now, he's going to sign with the CFL, C, uh, CFL, which I predicted, what, a month and a half ago, two months ago, that he was going to sign this contract because of when, when, when he made the decision about he could still play. And you watch. This is going to be, Owens is going to sign, uh, um, a Canadian Football League contract, which, by the way, makes that team so much better because you got to remember, and this is not a cut down, and Terrell Owens is going to be better than any of those young cats that are out there right now, okay, at any position, you know, and he will dominate. He will dominate. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. He will. Do- if he has a quarterback that can get him the ball, he will dominate Canadian Football League.
1: Didn't uh, didn't Manziel sign with a team too?
0: He did. There?
2: He's yeah. He's a backup. So that you know, Johnny Manziel's not getting any too many times or any stats.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think Are he on, signed uh, with the
2: tiger. I think he signed with the Tiger Cats. I think is uh, what who he signed with.
1: Yeah, that sounds right. So they're not on the same team, him and To.
2: No, no, he hasn't. To hasn't signed it, but that team. Who who has the rights to him is not the the Tiger Cats.
1: Okay, I was just curious. So. That'd be really crazy. That'd be a crazy thing if <laughs>
0: Manziel Man, and T.O. were on
1: the same team. My you God, want to talk about a media circus?
0: <laughs> Man,
1: that would be some wild stuff. Now, Sonny, does that does that void T.O.'s Hall of Fame? Spotted or or is it because no it's no, a totally no, no, no 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 no, no, but here's the i you and know, I don't know the answer to the
2: question once you are at least on on the level of indoor football. They didn't allow an active player who was going to be in the Hall of Fame to play. I'll give you an example. Chris Dixon, if you know anything about indoor football, he is the definition of the indoor football god at the quarterback position, and he was inducted into the IFL Hall of Fame. He wanted to come back and play. They said, but since you're in the IFL Hall of Fame, you can't play in the IFL. So he came and played in our league, and he won a championship you know, with the Texas Revolution Uh last year. So um, that's where, you know, it's a little – I'd say I don't know what it is on the – I don't know what it is on the NFL league, if they allow it or not.
1: Yeah, I was just curious about that. Is if, you know, in his Uh
2: return – Just to let you also know really quick, Cuervo – that uh Johnny Manziel hasn't even seen the field by the way because they the tiger cats got a pretty good quarterback, and so he's been pretty much keeping the seat warm for the uh for the uh starter
1: oh well that's good to know
2: <laughs> I, mean, well, I mean at least i think it's a miss out on though, the opportunity right? i really do i think it's a miss out on the opportunity
1: definitely yeah i i think it is too i mean but but you know what at least. And, and, and all kidding aside, I mean, I, I honestly feel like it's a good thing that even if he is a backup, at least he's doing something positive and productive, other than yes. you know that's out true. making making a scene and getting in trouble. And I mean, you know, I mean, he's like he's trying to resurrect his football career. Hey, kudos to him. You know, whether he's yes. skilled or not, you know, that's 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 up to the head coach. But but at least he's keeping his nose clean, like. I mean, we have to look at it from the real perspective of it. Well, Cuervo, you would think that he's
2: keeping his nose clean, wouldn't you? But with Johnny Manziel, guess what? It doesn't go far without not hearing any problems because the story broke, and, and I'm not sure when the story broke. And I, I just I just wanted to – because we were talking about it, and, you know, he's been such a good little boy, okay? But guess what? This, is, this goes he back hasn't been
0: so good. to –
2: well, this goes back to the yeah, he still had problems. They still had more things that he did. And, um, and back they keep bringing up old stories that he can't get away from. And the bad the story is when he went with the Patriots to, to do the workout, is he,
0: he,
2: he, <laughs> he went and got drunk. And uh, drank wine with Gronk, it, it, with Gronk and had a great big party. Now, granted, just two years ago, you want to talk about a guy. Yeah, uh, I remember I, that. Yeah, yeah, here's the thing. They're still talking about that, Cuervo, to this day. I saw this. I heard this in the news the other day. They're talking about, really, did he – is he really changed, okay? Is he really changed? Well, it's 2018. As much as I hate Johnny Manziel, i got to give him the opportunity to get the the chance to change if that's what, you know, really football is about in reality. All right, so, you know, ruining a hotel, drinking wine, getting drunk with, grunk, that was in, I think we even talked about that story on this show. Um, But not letting it go, as much as I don't like Johnny Manziel, I think that incident right there is something that they got to let go and give them the opportunity I will say this, Johnny Manziel has been a good little boy, and not only that, has accepted his role as a backup, which is what he should have done when he was in the NFL. But that having been said, I'm going to say something really bad here. We're in overtime, so it don't matter. I, I'm fine with it. I th- you know Johnny Manziel, well, no, Johnny Manziel was right. He should have been the starter for the Cleveland Browns. And, and and I'm not saying he wouldn't have got any better, but I'm going to say I just don't think it would have been as worse as what it was. And and more the fact that the Johnny Johnny Manziel situation with the Browns, and that was the Browns saying, "Well, we'll teach this kid," and that and that right. just didn't happen. It just didn't happen.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. It didn't happen, Sonny. And 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 you know, sometimes uh, you know that's why certain franchises continue to be dysfunctional because, you know, they they think they're trying to outsmart people or they think they're better. And, and you know, opinions don't matter except their own. Well, this is the result that happens sometimes. You know, and there's nothing wrong with uh, – I'm not saying listen to a player, but, you know, hear them out. Like, you know, if they have a suggestion, yeah. consider it. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying Manziel should have his way or should have had his way in Cleveland, but, damn, I mean – Someone <laughs> else was working in Cleveland, and nothing else has worked in Cleveland for the past 15 years. Yeah, you know, it's not like he walked into
2: the Patriots and said, "I
1: wanted to start." <laughs> well, I mean, he was stupid for that. He he was probably high on right. something when he said that because there ain't no damn way Tom no, 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 Brady. No. He,
2: he didn't do that, just so that you know. I'm saying at least he didn't say something that stupid. Oh,
0: he yeah, was talking
2: yeah. about the Browns. He was saying. And he said what I was saying, Quir, but why not start the guy? I mean, look who was – Brian Hoyer was the freaking quarterback, okay? I, what's the difference between Brian your Hoyer boy. and Johnny Manziel? Nothing. All right, so, yeah. it's it, it, it your is, uh, right there. That's my boy That's my boy. my <laughs> boy. Hey, I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. I don't know how many millions of dollars he made off of those four games. That meant absolutely nothing. And no one cared that he even played in those games he made he he's made some good money from that from that um, what do they call it a mirage no um, when you're in the desert and you think you see something
0: yeah it's
3: a mirage it's
2: yeah. a mirage okay. <laughs> I'll that, tell you that, that's what J- that's what Brian Hoyer did to the NFL.
1: <laughs> You're right, but nobody can top Matt Flynn. But Matt Flynn. Oh
2: yeah, Matt like, Flynn's oh, another
1: bandit.
0: Yes, oh, oh, man.
1: What was it? Twelve
2: million? I think it was, I think yes, it was, this page. guy signs twelve million. Anquerville. I don't even. Did he even play? Uh, no. I got to look that, that up that now.
1: That was the same year they drafted uh, Russell Wilson. So, no, he didn't yeah. play.
2: Yeah, See, I don't think he played, and he pocketed $12 million. And yeah, you're right, Cuervo. But hold on. I would I would say Matt Flynn might be better than Brian Hoyer. But still, he made out like a bandit.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I don't know about that. But that's a tough one. Hoyer or Flynn?
2: Oh, god.
1: Wait. I'll That's put that bad. up on
2: my Facebook, Cuervo. I'll put that up on my Facebook. Who who is better? Make a poll out of now, it. Make now, a poll you, out now, it. now, now out. just to let you know, just to let you know, all the one, it, it's gonna, it, they're gonna pick Matt Flynn. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Matt Flynn is from Tyler, Texas, so it, you know, it, it, at least the locals around here will probably pick Matt Matt Floyd or right, Matt Flynn. Mm-hmm. So, uh It's Hold on. Now I got I got it here. Let me hit this button right here. Pro football. Here it is. Alright, this is when he went to Seattle. Alright, twelve million dollars. So just so that you know. Twelve million. Got this uh three games he played in. No starts. Just five of nine for sixty eight yards. I wanna tell you right now, the guy made out like a bandit. No touchdowns, by the way. And no rushing yards either. So there you go.
0: 12 (laughs)
2: million. 12 million. It's a good gig if you can get it, man. That's all. It it definitely
1: is. It definitely is.
2: (laughs) But, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't even know where Brian Hoyer going to be. Uh, there's a lot, by the way, there's a lot of things that we didn't talk about as we get, you know, that as we're in over over. Um, one of them. Revis Island closed its gates, Corvo, Do you believe it? He sure did. Or will the part will, will, the, will the island open up again? Do you, I, do you think he's done now?
1: Yeah, I think he's done. He's done. I mean, he barely. He, I don't think he
2: can get I mean, the money sh- to play for the pain.
1: No, I think I think he he has too much pride to be a guy that takes like a, a minimum a minimum deal to play for a team that's that's on a championship level or anything like that. I, I don't see him doing that. I think he's done.
2: Yeah, I I I think I think he is done. I you know even last even the last year, but uh, the the Saints grabbing grabbing up uh, Shane Vereen, young, not really. Big story, right, Cuervo? Nothing, you know. I, am I missing no, something I mean, on that? I mean,
1: he'll be he'll be a third down guy. You know, with the, with, the, with the with the suspension to Mark Ingram, you know that that that's part of why they signed him. Uh, he'll help yes. out at least the first four games, and then after that, he probably he probably won't see him much except maybe you on know, special teams or something like that. And you know, once Ingram is back, it's you know it's going to be him and Kamara again. But until you know, until yes. the suspension is is over, then. You know, that's that's the only real time that Vereen's going to get on that on that Saints team.
2: Yeah, and and, and, and exactly. And I don't I don't know if that it's even a story. I just saw it and I was that. Uh, now, one thing I did want to bring up, and we didn't you know, we didn't get it out there, but Russell O'Kong, and 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 I I like the mm-hmm. story just because it's something to talk about because sure. out of all the people that should be asking for this and Russell O'Kong is the reason why they don't have guaranteed, uh, guaranteed, uh, contracts in the NFL. Russell O'Kong, it's it, it parts of me want what Russell Kong wants, which is, you know, he's right now advocating to try to get guaranteed NFL contracts. Okay. All right. So just so that you know, and, and and this this is the only thing that I know. Okay, and I don't listen to um, to ESPN a lot, but I was listening to Golick and Wingo, and he was on there trying to you know, I guess, delivering his case on why players should get guaranteed contracts. But out of all the players that should be wanting this. It's the wrong player in reality, Cuervo, to do this because the reason why there are not guaranteed contracts is because of a Russell O'Connor. Russell is a great football player, Cuervo, but he misses five uh-huh. to six games a year. And the the fact that that would be guaranteed contract, that you would get sucked into a four-year contract and, uh, and be stuck with a bad contract is the reason why the NFL don't have it is because of guys like Russell O'Connor. I'm not saying that Russell is bad or a bad player or anything, but this this is the reason why it is because of injuries. And it also, and folks think I'm crazy when I say it, but I'm right. Okay. The insurance that these football teams have got to play, if they go to guaranteed contract, it's going to push insurance premiums up uh, incredible higher than they already are because guys, they just don't, Football teams just don't hand these players over the money. It's the insurance companies, Cuervo. And that money is usually based upon, you know, an insurance policy that they have. And those policies will go up and up and up if it comes this way. It's the reason why the NFL don't have it.
1: Yeah, no, and, and I mean, you know, we saw the first one this offseason with Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, I mean, you know, we've seen – Little to no, you know. Speaking of Darrell Rivas, he got a contract with no guaranteed money uh, yeah. down in Tampa Bay for the the one season that he played in Tampa. So, you know, I'm it's not just, sure how it's much a lot money, of I
2: remember we covered that on our show. Do you remember how much he ended up with that year?
1: The the base <laughs> salary, I think it was. I want to say it was like. Um, it was the league. It was in like seven or eight. It was like. Uh, was it was it that little? I thought he I thought it was like seven or eight mil, but it was like no guaranteed money. I can't remember. But
2: Well, see here's yeah, what I, mean. I thought it was and of course, you know, I've taken so many shots ahead, I'm lucky to remember. I thought it was the league minimum then he was on a um performance uh a performance contract It's where if he well, had certain numbers is what he paid.
1: And that's why there was no money uh that's that's why there was no guaranteed money.
2: Yeah, the only guarantee was the league minimum. If I'm not if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken about it, because you you can't play in the NFL without getting a league minimum. That's something that the uh, players association set up. It don't matter what contract it's got to be for that at least that amount because it, the, the players association wouldn't allow. Um, the fact that he uh, he was extremely underpaid and but I just don't remember. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do some research and find out what his numbers were and what he got paid. And I'll try to remember to do that this week. to Find out what it was. So, um, well, that I'm was looking a, it up right uh,
1: now, Sonny. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, can try and find you can it, find right it really
2: quick. And what I'll do, uh, and we'll, we'll see, I'll let you do that. I, I want to hop into this one last thing. Is is about a um, a judge has denied the NFL investigators' request into the concussion. What's going on there? Just to let you know, uh, lawyers representing the NFL um, estimated that there were many, many payouts from the concussion uh, uh, settlement and everything else. Um, with a – they say it's going to top $1.4 billion. As far as that's concerned, uh, $400 million jump because thousands of players are now filing claims. Well, yeah, you know, th- this is interesting because the the problem with that is is that we knew, at least I knew, when this whole thing was going forward with this thing, the number of players that were going to file to be a part of this thing – it's going to drive that number up and there was no way that they were going to get a right settlement on it. So right now what they're saying, it's going to jump to $400 million jump. And if you remember Cuervo, that was the number that they wanted to pay out total was four hundred million they didn 't want to get into the billions that they're going to be talking about and what they 're going to end up being paying for this this is This is crazy, so the increase of the payouts pay, came uh, came out. A judge also denied a request from the league to appoint a special investigator to look into what leagues said. Are extended and fraudulent claims against the settlement fund. So what the NFL is saying that is players are are faking injuries to get money. Um, so th- there's a bit, th- this thing. I knew it was going to bubble to this. Okay, you know how when you when you put on spaghetti and you just put water in the uh, you put water in the pan and it just sits there until you put the heat on. Well, the heat was the was the money. Okay, all right, The heat was the money, and then when when the money got the got the the uh, water boiling and everything is when you could add the spaghetti. Mm. So okay. So you could add as much spaghetti as you want as long as the pot was big enough and the money wasn't big enough, and that's what's ending up coming out of the square vote. They need a bigger pot, and I knew they were never going to get this done right, and they and the NFL was always going to complain about about things but now they added one more up on top of it which was fraudulent claims and the, the judge said no you you're not going to be allowed to look into their look into their medical stuff for quote-unquote fraudulent claims so uh you know a big a big time win for the players by the way just to let you know
1: oh all that spaghetti talk you got me hungry now sonny um... yeah i love it <laughs> no, but... that's usually what i
2: do after the show
1: yeah, right. I'll have you a nice big plate of spaghetti.
2: Yeah, no, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Did you get? What, it, it you never find on, the numbers?
1: Yeah. So did you, you know what? I guess it's been that long. I I didn't even realize. Did you know he signed a six-year deal with the Buccaneers and only lasted one?
2: Yes, I did know that. And and the reason why is is we were talking about it on the show, Cuervo, when he signed the six year. You and I both said at the time, and I remember this, you know, because that was a big story. We said there's no way this is going to be more than one year. I'm not even sure why they worked the contract the way they did, but they did it. Um, But we knew it wasn't going to be more than one year because we didn't expect Darrell Rivas to stay there for more than one year in reality. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if that was what he was saying that made us believe that or if it was just a hunch i don't remember that part
1: yeah i don't remember either but that i mean it just i guess because because of the fact that he was only there one year it totally you know made me forget that he actually signed on for more than that six years 96 million and again zero of it was guaranteed i found another part of that interesting though too it says that uh um, and another part of this article, and this is from Bleacher Report, by the way, so it's, it's a pretty reliable source. It says, and while he doesn't technically have guaranteed money included in the language of the contract, he's going to see $32 million over the first two years without much problem. So I guess that, whatever that means, if he hits all these. I know expenses. what that means. Incentives, just uh, just based upon the low
2: numbers, I, I remember that. It was based upon the – what they were doing was based on the p- player who played the worst in the league at a regular pace of uh, what it, the money would, would have ended up being. And that's how they they were looking at, uh, you know, Rivas should make more than that because he's better than the worst player in the NFL at his position. I would hope so. Based <laughs> upon the, the stats. Uh, that that right. person came out. That's how they were figuring it out. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, so that's I mean, that's what that's what I found was that he signed for six years, ninety six million dollars. Which I wonder how much totally he actually
2: just... made though with with the in- you know, because it was an in- it was an in- incentive laced contract. So I want yeah. I just I, I just wonder what that number finally came out to be. It will probably.
1: I would imagine it was probably half of the thirty-two mil that he would have gotten. So maybe I would 16? think so. I mean, they're figuring out that number based upon
2: it, right, Cuervo?
1: Yeah, that's what I would think. He made sixteen million as, as that one year that he was in uh, uh, Tampa Bay.
2: So, yeah, at least that amount, I imagine, if not more. So, uh, in trace Again, sorry for last week, but I do want to give you a programming note. On the 19th, we will not be on air. That's August 19th. I'll be traveling that day. I'm headed to Vegas uh, for league meetings. So um, for meetings on Monday and Tuesday. So I'll be traveling that day. So unless we do a Saturday show, we won't be on that week. So what Uh we may do, because I won't, uh, after noon, I will be available. We might just still end up doing a show. We just might have to switch it to Saturday.
1: Um, you know what, that's, if that's what you Based want to do, on Sunday, your
0: schedule.
1: I, I, I should be available that day. I, I don't know. We'll see. It depends on, uh, what time you want to do it. If it's, if it's this time, if it's this time on Saturday, uh, I'm all for it. Um, but, uh, it'll have to be like at least Saturday, one o'clock.
2: Yeah. It would have to be at least one o'clock is the earliest I could do on Saturday.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, Which I mean, I'm sure we can make comes it work.
2: To 11 o'clock your time. So.
1: Yeah, that that's fine. We can make that cool.
2: happen. Yeah, and we'll and we'll go for as long as we can. So it's just you know, the way it works. Alright, cool. Alright, that's gonna do it for us. I mean unless there's something I'm missing, is there something you wanted to talk about I missed?
1: No, Sonny, as always I think you've covered everything. Um uh, you know I think we never we never miss the mark. So
2: Yeah, we I, I think the we, we interest it trying to trying to figure it out. So you you betcha. So all right, so that's gonna do it for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna bail on out of here. Hope everybody has a good rest of their Saturday or Sunday. We'll check you at least next week at same time, noon Central Standard Time. We're out of here, everybody. Take care. Bye bye.